Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Russell Purist Podcast. We're back here, September 8th, 2022. Uh, Hollywood Hangman Adam Pierce is here with Monty and Big AO making his return. And uh, today we have the a... Biggest uh, AO, nigga, the biggest AO. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Uh, and we have, a, we have a new member here today, Monty. We have uh, Alexia mm-hmm. making her first appearance on the Russell Pierce Podcast. Uh, a, friend of, a friend of ours, a friend of the channel, um, but never, never, ever... Uh, She's never ever actually been on the pod except today, so um, I want everybody to give her a, a warm welcome. I think she's gonna do great. Um, Alexia, Hello, talk to me. How are you? Me. Yeah, how I'm are good. you? How are you? I'm uh, good. I'm I'm doing great. I'm happy to have you here. I'm I'm really excited about this. Uh, right off the bat, introduce yourself. When did you When did you get into pro wrestling? What's your What's your journey with this with this medium? Oh my God. Okay. So it's kind of a funny mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Um, so was, whenever I, I used to live in Mexico, okay. my dad got me a bootleg version of the 15 year raw anniversary in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I remember wow. I watched it and I saw a couple of like the little clips and stuff. I had no idea what it was, but he was like, he sat me down and he made me watch it with him. And I mm-hmm. don't even remember like that much about it, but I remember I just got like hooked and then yeah. like, fast forward a couple years later, like I got my first Nintendo DS and everything. And he got me mm. like the SmackDown versus Raw, which was like no. pretty much what got me into it. Like that little video game. And then mm. I just just started watching it. It caught my attention. I was little. And ever since then, I was just like, all right, might as well. Um, there has been some times, though, where I just kind of like or like there was a period in time when I was like in high school. That I just kind of fell out of it because. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess like that's like a thing. Yeah. It, 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 it's funny. It's funny you say that because like most people you talk to, they 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 fall in love with wrestling as a kid, and then like they kind of outgrow it at some point, and and it seems to sometimes coincide with them finding mm-hmm. out like it's it's not real. You know what I mean? And, and, and wrestling just not being cool amongst your peers and that kind of thing. And that happened with me, where it was just kind of like uh, at some point, you know. I, I found out wrestling was work when I was like about twelve years old. Like, like, well, I, I knew it, but like, I that was when I like actually like knew the secrets of how wrestling works because I would like look it up on the internet. And uh, shortly afterwards, I just stopped liking it. And 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 it was around high school, just like you like. So where it's just kind of like I, I got into other stuff, you know. And and like, I, I kept some tabs and I would hear about stuff, but I I didn't like get back into wrestling until like going into college, basically. But um, the way you explain it, it seems like that timeline. Uh, the Raw 15th anniversary DVD. That's that that came out in 2007 and uh yeah and 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 the the, the ds raw versus smackdown that would have been maybe a couple years after or around the same time so that's interesting you've been a fan now at least for like a decade basically at least pretty much yeah that's Um, crazy i didn't like actually start watching like other wrestling companies because i whenever i was like younger like all i knew was like wwe that existed yeah yeah um but it wasn't until like i forgot what it was Mm-hmm. what specific match it was but it was a prince devitt match that i watched it mm-hmm. was a whenever i got into new japan i was a big prince devitt girl wow like club girl um mm-hmm. so then that got me hooked into into ring of honor and other stuff so yeah that's interesting alexia kind of i mean not your alexia anna actually on her on her first appearance when she was talking about um her journey it was a similar thing where it was like she was big into wwe and she got in through the shield Anna, she says, here for my Lexi. Anna, we love you. Love you, Anna. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. We miss you. 
Can't wait to see you again. Dev two does two dollars. First time donating. Just want to say hi, Dev. <laughs> thank you so much, sir. Hi, Dev. Appreciate Best. you. Appreciate um, you, Dev. Yeah, uh, but now it, it's funny. She was talking about how like she got into the shield and stuff for a couple of years, and around the mid twenty tens, um, she just kind of like, you know, paid attention to indie wrestling and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so so you were into Devitt before he went to NXT. Oh shit! Look at that. That's that's you know why that's crazy, Monty. Uh, New Japan World was not a thing in the early twenty tens. So like it, it was really no, no, no. hard, yeah. So it was really hard to access that stuff, and and I, I'm speaking from experience because I remember uh, when I was falling off wrestling, it was because like the wrestling that I liked, there was not much of a way to access it. You know what I mean? Like because like I wasn't really enjoying TNA or WWE that much anymore. Um, but I was like, yo, Ring of Honor is cool, Dragon Gate USA is cool. You know, I like what I see from New Japan and Noah. But it was like you had to be like a, a just a, a DVD crackhead to get access to that stuff regularly. You know, so I was like, I'm just going to have a life, actually, and just like, you know, just watch sports then instead of like paying $50 for a wrestling TV. That's what it was like with a lot of companies, you know? Yeah. Uh, Ring of Honor is obviously like the obvious one for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, like in terms of being, of it being so hard to access. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we don't, I feel like a lot of fans these days don't realize kind of how lucky they are with how accessible pretty much Bro, everything ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anything you want to watch, you can watch except like PWG. <laughs> you know, like that's like yeah. you gotta wait months for the DVD because of fucking Super Dragon being you know outdated with how he does things. But yeah, man, like you want to watch something at an indie show, get an IWTV subscription, you got it. Or you want to just pay for it on Fight or something, boom, you can do that. You know, you want to watch Ring of Honor? There's Honor Club. <clears> there's you know the pay per view feeds. You know, and 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 most most Japanese promotions are under some type of subscription banner, whether it's you know. You know, this, the Cyber Fight uh, um, uh, Wrestle Universe, I believe it's called. You know, there's Stardom World, there's New Japan World. There's so many ways to just access the wrestling that you care about, which is, it, it's just, mm -hmm. it's it's something that, like, was just not a thing a decade ago. So it's interesting. Alexia, were you were you a day one AEW fan, or, or were you someone who took a while to warm up to the show? To the, I was the a product? day one. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's nice. The Prince Devitt yeah. fan, come on. You know? Yeah right. <laughs> Come on, what did you? Yeah expect? right. You know, like mo most most uh most AEW fans from the first day, there there were carryovers of people who were fans of the Elite and the Bullet Club and all that type of stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. So that makes sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. Uh, so yeah, I mean, with that said, um, there's a lot going on lately, Monty. <laughs> you know, oh, there's a there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on on the screen. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. I think we should just start getting into it. You know what I mean? So, so what do you have for me? Uh, so, as everybody obviously already knows, and he's probably waiting yeah. for us to kind of talk about and touch on, yeah. uh, especially yeah. Big I.O. judging from the live chat and the tweet. <laughs> um, his, his silence is scary. Shout out to the mob, bro. <laughs> shout he's out to the bars, mob, bro. But before we before we even get to it, can we can we get some flowers in the chat for Alexi? Yo, it's the first it's the first day on the pod. Let's 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 show some love. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. Um, let's show some. You know, love. just the, the, the usual housekeeping. If you can uh, yeah. like, subscribe, uh, keep the live chat popping. Super chats, mm -hmm. of course, are always appreciated. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And yeah, man, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Um, yeah, but yeah, man, show Alexia some love in the chat. Absolutely. New, you know, we're trying to uh, trying to put her over. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Anna. There we go. Oh yeah. There we go. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Beautiful, Charlie. 
Charlie. Looking forward to Charlie's first appearance on the Russell Pierce podcast. Well, okay, Jordan Patrick. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. Mm-hmm. All right, Monty. Well, that's the last it, one. The Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you. Is it time, Monty? Right. Yeah, let's just get into it. Okay, so you know, as you know, everybody you know, already before, before we get into it, Monty, before we get into it. Okay. Um, you know, Hangman Hangman spoke to me privately earlier today. <laughs> he told me that. He told me that he wasn't going to be able to make the podcast. And I, I said, why? This, this CM Punk stuff is just weighing so heavily on his spirit. And I, I begged him. I pleaded. I was like, hey, man, bro, we need you on this podcast. The, the people, the people want you. But this is what Hangman, this is what Hangman said to me to, to read out to everybody. Excuse me. No. Oh, God. <laughs> it's pretty emotional. Hollywood Hangman Adam Pierce says, sent this to me. He wanted me to read this out to the Russell Pierce Galaxy. He said, Hello, it is me, Hollywood Hangman Adam Pierce. <laughs> I shared this, this letter with AO so he could explain why I'm not here today. I don't want anyone to worry because I am okay, or at least I think I will be. The truth <laughs> is, the truth is, I'm tired of Big AO always killing me on these podcasts, always money dancing on my grave, always pissing on my grave, always killing me into the debates. I'm tired of the Big AO section always shitting on me. I'm just a broke ass, bitch ass nigga. With no bitches. I cannot compete with AO. It was foolish for me to ever believe that I could compete with AO. AO is so much more handsome than me. He makes so much more money than me. He is three feet taller than me. All my bitches, all my bitches wish that they were AO's bitches. And even though I'm older, listen, listen. And even though I'm older than AO, I look at him like a big brother. And until I can make my big bro proud, I am officially announcing my resignation for Russell Pierce. Thank you for the Russell Pierce Galaxy for all your support. And thank you, Big AO, for reading this out. Thankfully, it didn't, thankfully, didn't have to go that way. And, and I was able to get Hangman on this podcast today. But you know, I just I just felt like if it was weighing that heavily on his spirit that it should have been shared. Ao, thank you uh, for that um, very creative fan fiction. It wasn't um, fan fiction. It's not creative. It's, it's complete. Um, it's the uh, truth, bro. Listen, listen. Um, you know, sometimes complete fabrication can be very compelling and and easily agreeable and something that people want to believe. And and speaking of which, uh, the Young Bucks claimed that they uh, entered the CM Punk's lot now. <laughs> Monty, let's 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 just get into it. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's just get into it. Okay, so everybody already knows who's watching this or assume that CM Punk completely went off at the AEW All Out Media Scrum. Absolutely. Let's get these super chats going. By the way, let's get these super chats going, everybody. Yeah, of course, always. We love super chats. Um, If you'd so yeah, go obviously. Yeah, Punk was going off on Colt Cabana, uh, Hangman Adam Page, and the Young Bucks. I don't think he actually said anything about Omega. Of course, he mentioned the EVPs, no. but uh, it sounded more like stuff directed at the books, to be honest. Um, and yeah, then after, afterwards, apparently a, a fight broke out in CM Punk's locker room. Um, <laughs> people have been suspended. The list of suspensions is Kenny Omega, The Young Book, CM Punk, Ace Steel, Pat Book, Christopher Daniels, and Michael Nakazawa. Um, there is two sides to the story. Both are very, very different. Hilariously different, in fact, to be honest. Um, the Elite have been stripped of the trio's titles. Uh, CM Punk has been stripped of the world title. <laughs> the stress on CM, face, right? CM Punk is injured. 
uh, and requires surgery on triceps. CM Punk and Ace Steel are currently waiting to find out whether they are going to join the list of suspensions or... <laughs> they're, they're waiting to find out if they're going to stay on the list of suspensions or completely, you know, get fired from the company altogether. Mm. Um, is there anything else? Oh, there's a third party investigation looking into the situation, and there was a talent meeting last night before Dynamite. Yes, there was, and it was led by Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Chris Jericho. And uh, yes. unlike the unlike the first talent meeting, which you know a few a few talking points uh, made it out to the media, this one oh, one last nothing. thing. Go ahead. CM Punk had a meeting on Tuesday, which was first yes. reported Tuesday. by our friend here, Hollywood Hangman Adam Pierce. If yes, I'm mistaken, please let me know. It was then confirmed by the Sports Illustrated report that um, announced all the suspensions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, he's not that bad. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and our, guy, uh, our guy's not that bad. So Yeah, you know, I'm, I might I might know a thing or two, you know, in spite of what Twitter says. But yeah, and, and, and also just, just to note that this meeting had less headlines coming out of it than the first one. Um the first meeting that took place, I wanna say last last week, you know, for last week's dynamite, right? Um a, a couple things kind of came out about like who was saying what and what the conversation was about. Like the uh the uh, Brian Pillman Jr. um discourse that went down in the last meeting. Perhaps <laughs> that big AO broke <laughs> that broke the story live on Russell Purist. Yeah. Um I that that's unsubstantiated, but it's not um, unsubstantiated, it's a fact. What I will say is that uh this week nothing really came out of the meeting and, and um that's by design. Uh Brian Danielson um he is not a proponent of this of this media leaking stuff and uh i can't really go too much into it but he's he's taking measures on his end to keep track of people leaking stuff and he's taking measures on his end to um just kind of prevent it and and, and monitor that type of thing and uh um beyond that we don't really know the details of what happened in this meeting because of because of this um but but those are the three people that kind of took charge in this week's meeting. And I mean, you know, I think I think there's no three better guys at this point. You know what I mean? When you lose out on Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and CM Punk, it's like, who are the next three top guys who have done this for a while, who have drawn money, who have been top stars, who have, you know, who have been over in this business? I mean, you got John Moxie, Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson. And so it, it's good to hear just as a fan that they took uh, a position of leadership. These are three guys who didn't want to be EVPs. You know, they really could have had power of some kind if they wanted to be. But, you know, they went to AEW to be able to do wrestling their way um, on, on a platform that allows them to do so. You know, and so to see that platform in turmoil and to see it kind of slipping and in, and in disorder, I'm sure it, it frankly deeply disturbs them. And so I, I'd imagine that's probably why um, the onus was on them and, and they were compelled to just kind of hop in and basically say, we're going to salvage this shit because we came here to do wrestling. You know, we came here to wrestle. We came here to do it uh, the way we want to do it. And we're not going to let that get ruined. And so it's almost like it's on them to be leaders to kind of try to make sure that that doesn't happen. So, you know, kudos to everybody involved there. And and they're the, they're, you know, they're the anchors at this point. They're the guys who are going to be, you know, the backbone of this tournament that, that uh, was announced this week. Um, And so, yeah, I just kind of wanted to toss that out there and, uh, you know, Brian Danielson, I, I was told I wasn't able to cross confirm this, but I was kind of told that he had um, 
a certain amount of input on this week's TV show. And uh, when you look at that second hour of Dynamite, like I thought it was amazing, first of all. And uh, it very much was a, a, a Brian Danielson pilled second hour, very much a this is my vision of pro wrestling second hour. And, uh, you know, wrestling is subjective, but I, you know, I'm very much somebody who believes in the way Brian sees wrestling. So um, I loved it. But but yeah. Ayo, what do you what do you make of this of this situation in general with with the fight? What do you make of of the the meeting? What do you make of, of what's going on with uh, the state of affairs in AEW right now? All right, man. Um, CM Punk, he decided that he was gonna do that whole little rant long before it ever happened, bro. Like he had shit to go off his chest, and he was like, "I'm I'm gonna do it. I don't care how many people are fan. I don't care it." I don't care if like this starts some media scrum shit. I don't care anything. He he wanted to take away from the pay-per-view, bro. I'm telling you, my nigga. He wanted to take away from the pay-per-view and he successfully did it. And the elite that poli- politely knocked on his door, they're like, oh hello. Chicago <laughs> Philly, politely knocked on his door. He opened the door and then all of a sudden fucking that jobber ass little bro, I don't remember his name. A Steel threw a chair on my nigga Nick Jackson's head, bro. Nick Jackson ain't deserve Monty. that shit. So foul. She was crazy. Monty's soul is losing. Kenny Omega was dodging landmines that CM Punk set up to try to murder the elite to save that poor little puppy. Mind you, Larry the dog, ugly as fuck. Ugliest dog I ever seen. We're not, we're not gonna this, Larry. Larry, we love you. No, I'm, not don't. I'm not dissing. I'm not. Don't love Larry. I'm not. I don't love Larry. I'm not speaking as Big A.O. I'm speaking for all of WrestlePeers. We hate Larry. He is not. No. Big A.O. does not represent the thoughts and feelings and opinions of the WrestlePeers podcast. And we we support we support the continued life and happiness of every dog involved in the situation. Yeah, so Kenny Omega, he ran in there. He was dodging landmines, trying to save that ugly-ass dog. All of a sudden, A steals old meth head looking ass. He comes, he bites fucking Kenny on the fucking neck and shit. She was mad weird, bro. He thought this was vampire diaries, bro. Like he thought this was true blood, bro. Like, come on, my nigga, what's going on? And then the, bro, poor Nick Jackson. Poor Nick Jackson. That good old Christian boy would never hurt a fucking fly. <laughs> God, don't oh steal god. chair for no reason. Oh my god. For no reason, bro. Oh my god. Instead, the good old Christian boy. The good old Christian boy. Isn't he like, isn't he like a I was there. I yeah, you were there. We have a 200, there. we have 275 live viewers. I want to just thank everybody who's tuned into the podcast. We're just getting started with this. Uh there's a lot, lot going on in the situation. I just want to thank everybody who is taking time out of their Thursday evening to watch us talk about um all the all the all the stuff going on with AEW right now. Um, Ao, are you are you done? I'm never going to be done, bud. Continue. So, yeah, um, you know, I sources close to you know close to the situation notified Hanger Select that. Um, well, no, 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 no. I'm not Hanger done, bro, nigga. I'm not. You know what? You know what? <laughs> niggas, niggas was talking about. Niggas was talking about. It was a six minute fight. Six minute fight. Did any yeah. of you know, punks UFC matches go six minutes? Oh, six <laughs> oh this is crazy. CM Punk. CM Punk. Punk Phil Brooks, if you if you hear this, this Jenny, negative influence. I, I tuned in. On. I tuned in just in time for dog slander. That's crazy, Jenny. This, thank this you so good. much for the five dollars super chat donation. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, question Mr. Food. Two dollars, Jenny. Hanger still selling the Grand Slam ticket. I will answer that question shortly uh, on the podcast once we talk about this show. Thank you for the two dollars. Uh, one last super chat. Young Dende, two dollars. TK needs to get RVD to smoke out the. the <laughs> 
it's funny he says that because I, I saw someone tweet like earlier in the week that maybe Punk would be uh, calmer if he actually did do drugs, which is <laughs> hilarious. Um, he absolutely would be. He's a high strong motherfucker. But like I was saying, six six fight for still like talking about six minutes fight. See how Punk has never been in a six minute. Do you know how long six minutes is, bro? It's crazy. Six Punk, minutes is crazy. Bro, it actually is really long like, for a fight, bro. bro look, <laughs> most most fights are literally like twenty five seconds, bro. <laughs> I'm talking, bro. If if I, obviously these are these are elite athletes, right? Professional wrestlers, mm-hmm. but like. Two normal people, if they try to fight for six minutes, bro, they collapse on the fucking ground. <laughs> Throwing up and shit. <laughs> you've, never, you've never been in a fight before, bro. Like, there's nothing more exhausting that you could possibly do. Violently swinging your fists into and, and getting hit in the face and stomach, like, repeatedly for six minutes straight <coughs> is insane. Like, Crazy. A public enemies podcast as... Uh, who had a stopwatch for the fight? It was probably CM Punk's ugly ass dog who tried to fucking stopwatch. Larry, I love you. Why is Larry getting his abuse, bro? I, I, I love you, Larry. Punk, yo, I, I'm, I'm so sorry this happened. Larry's, Larry's yo, over, yo. man. He's yo, a so you good me, dog. So you tell me, you tell me, you tell me, CM Punk couldn't last three minutes in the ring with John Moxley, but, but took on the elite three v two. <laughs> six minutes oh, i mean bro, i mean little, i mean two out of the three members of that stable uh presumably cannot fight you know so he's a band yo nick jackson will fuck you up man he, nick jackson would not fuck me up nick jackson yes he would yes he would what we listen if we're really if we're really being honest here like nick not, let me not do that you know what? I, i'm not a spiteful man i'm not an unprofessional person Oh, no, God. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take pointed jabs at other people that I don't know personally. So you know what? I'm gonna let that slide, Nick. If you're listening, it, it's it's all good, man. We don't got beef. Uh, Griff Hi, with Griff. the five dollar two dollar. Uh, uh, sorry, five dollar super chat donation. Big AO and Alexia section. Fire emoji. Fire emoji. Thank Shout you out. for the super chat donation. Shout out to my um, dog Griff, man. Rob, oh five dollars. Elite gang or don't bang. Chicago Phil fears Mike Jackson and Nick Gall. <laughs> That's a fuck. That's so funny, Rob. Elite gang who don't bang is crazy, bro. Don't bang, don't bang, it's pretty man. crazy. It's pretty crazy. He threw up the E. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Yeah, I it, it is funny because um you know what's funny? Like there there are a lot of female fans of the elite, and there are also a lot of female fans of CM Punk. So it's just been funny to see the discourse on Twitter uh, from that end. You know what I mean? Uh but that that's that's unrelated. Um listen, AO. Again, sources tell Hangar Select that uh, Nick and Matt Jackson approached the doors with pickaxes, right? And they were kicking, and 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 Punk was, um, he was actually trying to soothe the wife of a steel because she was very, very tense. She had a lot of anxiety over the situation. She was just trying to hang out with Larry, and she has a broken foot, which is which is genuinely true. And, um, you know, Punk was not answering the door because he didn't want confrontation in that moment because a woman was involved. And, you know, Nick and Matt, you know, they were just like, ah, just, you know, just hitting the door and chopping at it. Right. And he broke through. And and at that moment, you know, they they had the they had the axes pointed at Larry, you know, and so that's what set Ace off. And so Ace kind of ran in and, you know, he's fighting and Punk's fighting and stuff like that. Kenny comes in to make it a three on two and he tries to put Punk in a sleeper hold. And, you know, Air was beginning to leave Punk's, you know, you know, his body. And so Ace had to do what he had to do. And so he bit Kenny to get him off. And, um. You know, at that point, they you know they two v three the elite, you know, which was astonishing. You know, two men beating three men is just crazy. Um, but but they did that and they left them laying, and and, and that's when the you know the producers came in to try to you know calm things down and uh, 
you know, Mega saw the whole thing and she was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Like the trios champion just got beat up by like a retired producer and a pro wrestler with a, with a broken tricep. Um, broken troll. Sorry, yeah, t- sorry, a torn tricep. <laughs> broken uh, tricep. You know, yeah, right. never beat up anybody before in his life. That's just, this head. is not true. It is not true. But listen, not looking in, in all seriousness. Um, this is frankly, Monty, a really, 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 really bad situation. It's it's very sad. It's, it's very horrible. <laughs> it's horrible, man. You have you have this, this, this is just us coping with it. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like I'm like joking to get through the pain. But in all seriousness, it's like, dude. You know, AEW, like their talent roster is probably the best uh, of all time. And, and and it's only that way when Kenny Omega and CM Punk are both on the roster, you know. And um, as somebody who bought tickets to Arthur Ashe, like this freaking sucks. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I bought tickets to Arthur Ashe to see Kenny Omega and I bought tickets to see CM Punk wrestle. And, uh, you know, we could, we could go all, we could debate to the cows come home about, you know, who's at fault and what happened. The fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, it happened, and it leaves AEW unfortunately in a in a worse situation, uh, which really, really, really sucks. And again, you know, that's the annoying thing. Sorry to cut you off, but look on Twitter, it's like people are trying to people are trying to find a um, (laughs) they're trying to find a solid to be with, and it's it's perfectly fine having your favorite in the situation, you know, and even being a little bit biased, but when you look at this situation, you look at all the details that we know that have been reported, not the hearsay and the rumors, just what's been reported. Um, people on both sides have been fucking morons at different times. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's there's no good or bad guy in the situation. Like, it's not it's not as black and white as that. No, um, you, know who, you know who lost in a situation, Monty? No, no, Everyone. no, no, I'll let you get this off. Just give me a second, please. There, There is one major loser in a situation, and that's all elite wrestling. You know, like, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's AEW. And 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 it's 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 just a damn shame it got to this point. And again, you can you can mm-hmm. debate till the cows come home about what triggered this, who started this, who did talk to the media, who didn't. Should Punk have said what he said in the scrum? You know, should the elite <laughs> have approached him? Whatever, right? This uh, is nasty. Hit bro. Porchata five dollars. Reports <laughs> are saying Brian Pillman Jr. responded to the locker room post brawl with a broom and a bottle of multi-purpose cleaner. Thoughts, Ayo? <laughs> look, man, look, man. I just want to know why do all the super chats always have AO's name on it? Am I the money making draw? Do I just bring in the big bucks for Russell Pierce? You let me I'm, know, Marty. I'm giving, I'm giving the credit. I'm giving the credit to Lexi this week. And if we pass two thousand within the first hour, I'm, I'm just gonna give it to her. Uh, but listen, man, this is this this whole thing sucks. It's really unfortunate. It's it's a it's a big elephant in the room. It's a black cloud. It was obviously affecting John Moxley, and you could see it in his face when he was cutting the promo. You know, it's just like the fact that like AEW, you know, a, a promotion that's supposed to be for the future, a promotion that's supposed to be above the the bullshit and the politics that have plagued the past of pro wrestling. The fact that that's what's causing um, all this uh, turmoil in this promotion, you could tell that it, it, it deeply uh, hurts him, right? And, and it hurts me as a fan, of course. Look, look man, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Look, CM Punk is my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, this probably comes as no shock to anybody we listening. Know. Yes, we yeah. know. Probably comes as no surprise to anybody, right? CM Punk is my favorite wrestler, and uh, just on 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 a, on a blank, just general level, before even analyzing the situation, uh, it's really really sad that I do not get to watch my favorite wrestler wrestle anymore, and he might be flat out done. He tore his tricep, and he has you know he's become persona non grata within the last three days, so that really sucks. And then just as much as it sucks for the elite, the elite fans that you know they're going to be gone for a little bit because they're suspended, you know they they got their title stripped of them, and and who knows when they come back. 
so the whole mm-hmm. thing just sucks, you know. And 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 the last thing I'm going to say about this before Ao, you know, goes insane. Is, is um, oh, I have some very thoughtful things. Sure, today. sure, sure. I'm and very I'm concerned I'm, about the future of AEW. I, 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 I have some poignant thoughts to put sure, out. There. Sure, sure, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you get that off in a second. Screaming, bro. I'm, I'm gonna let you get that off in a second. The last thing I'm gonna add to this, Monty, is just that um, you know, a lot of people are dealing with this their own way and they're processing this their own way, and it is complicated because it's like no one really knows these people individually, and none of us was really there, right? And so people are gonna have their interpretations and their takeaways. Um, but what I will say is I, I've seen some people almost celebrating the potential ousting of CM Punk from AEW and, and, and taking it as, as a big win for the elite and celebrating like, oh, man, we got the poison out of the way. And, and to me, it's like, you know, Punk getting out of AEW to me isn't something that should be celebrated. I think it's 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 more of a what a damn shame it, it came to this. You know what I mean? Because because to me, you know, if you just look at the quarter hours of the ratings and the business metrics and the house is drawn like he's he, he means so much to their business. Let alone their product. He's the biggest star, you know. Well, you can you it's can insane. bring up any stat. You can bring up any stat you want, but then yeah. he is their biggest star. On question, there you go. So. And, and so, so to lose that, it's just uh, it, it's it's just a, a real shame, and and it's 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 an L for the promotion, and anything to spin that otherwise it, it is just a different version of cope, in my opinion. But um, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I know a lot of people are more anti-punk than I am, and they probably think that I'm just. You know, being a, a biased dick writer, and uh, you know, if that's your opinion, you're entitled to it. But uh, that's just how I see things. Ao, I will let Alexi you go. Alexi, what do you think about about this whole situation? I personally believe that um, I shouldn't get involved in white men's business because that has nothing to do with me. Um, but I do believe the good Christian young bucks will never do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I stand with you on this one. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, do, you think, do you think it was the right decision for Tony to just take everybody's belts away and just kind of say go away? No, definitely not. I am a big Kenny uh, Omega fan, so for uh, me personally, like, like just getting him back just for those few days, only to have him gone, like vacated. You know, it it did mm-hmm. kind of like make me upset. Like I guess, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. like I was like mad or anything but it was just more like i was like disappointed i guess it's like mm-hmm. i mean I, I, i'll alexia i'm gonna ask you and, and ask everybody mm-hmm. after those announcements because that's what started the show right did anyone else just kind of watch that those opening 30 to 40 minutes in like a state of shock like just in general i just yes. like, right like it's, okay. it's whenever weird. the show started like immediately when i went from the announcement to the uh best friends triangle match i literally had like no reaction like i had no time yeah. to react like i was just yes. like wait hold on like i was still processing what was going on yeah so, i had to get myself into the weird. zone bro like bro these guys to, are wrestling to get myself off. back in bro they're wrestling their ass off and i felt like i was like uh like I, I i've been given like uh What's that thing that I feel like they give me anesthesia or some shit? Like I just they're they're going insane and doing all these crazy moves. Hollywood Hangman's personal assistant with a two dollar super chat donation. I need to turn in my two week notice. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Hollywood Hangman personal assistant, come work for Big AO. We got perks. You see my you see my weed carrier in the chat. You see Big AO's weed carrier in the chat. Living <laughs> large, bro. No, oh, guys on private jet, all that. Hey, yo, do you think it was the right decision to? Uh, Take the belts off everybody involved in the situation. And I, mean, everybody. I mean, we don't know what the fuck happened, bro. So I don't know. Yeah, I, can't, I don't. I, I can't answer that. They 
Maybe, maybe the good Christian boys really did kick down that nigga's door and just started scrapping. If 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 the young boss was in his locker room waiting to talk to him with an aggressive tone or whatever, and CM Punk just says, fuck that nigga, and, and took off on them, then no, they shouldn't have taken that belts. Mm-hmm. They should have took CM Punk's belts. But mm-hmm. like, if 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 they went there looking for a fight and they got their fight, then yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta punish everybody. But CM Punk went to the presser looking to start a fight, bro. So he definitely was in a mood, you know what I mean? He he clearly knew he was injured. That's why he said, like, I'm I'm old, I'm hurt, I'm cr- I'm cranky. And look, man, the Colt Cabana thing, he 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 wanted to get that off his chest. That was definitely something that was just on his mind. And he went in there like, he yo, I'm, said I'm, as I'm, much. He said he's yeah. ate a lot of shit for a long time on that subject. Yeah. He didn't deserve that reaction. <laughs> I think it's fair yeah. to say. But um, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, th- I think if we were to be like armchair psychologists here, I, th- I think um, I think Punk thinks that maybe the increasingly mixed reactions for him have been due to the belief that he is a bad person who, um, you know, got this guy fired. You know, if you remember last week on Dynamite, you know, he was cutting a promo and some guy in Chicago in his hometown. His own people were chanting Cole Cabana to hijack his segment, you know. And so I think for him, it's like, man, these guys are like fucking my business up, and they're like making me, you know, a bad guy, and they're they're doing this and that. And then you close dynamite. I mean, you close, sorry, all out. He wins the championship, and and uh, MJF shows up, and people are chanting MJF. And and to me, you know, I think my interpretation of that is just, you know, people are always going to be cheered when they get when they come back. You know, that's just kind of how wrestling works, right? But I think for him, it's like, wow, like now even MJF's getting cheered over me. Like, this is fucking bullshit. This is the Young Bucks' fault. What the fuck? Bro, this all started, and I said it from day one. Yeah. Hangman Page versus CM Punk should have never been babyface versus babyface. Mm. This was always what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. This was going to hey, happen regardless. Monty, do you remember what I said about that matchup? I literally said babyface, oh, babyface is, is very tricky. That, that whole feud is just weird, bro. Uh, yeah, it should have never been you know, baby. Th- those baby hangman baby. promos at the time were weird as fuck, and obviously now in comments, <laughs> we're like, Oh, <laughs> you no, know, bro, so, he, literally, he literally said, I'm not, I'm not, he said, I'm trying to save AEW from you, is what he told Punk to, to a baby face. face. It was crazy. I don't see how his promos were weird because it's like, if you. Let's say wrestling wrestling is all kayfabe, right? Everything okay. that happens in wrestling is real. So, like, everything that Punk did in AEW was real. Everything that Punk did in WWE was real. Everything that he did in uh, Ring of Honor is real. Every time this nigga becomes a champion, he becomes evil. So why wouldn't Hangman Page say, I'm trying to save AEW from you by not letting you win this belt? Like, how does that not make sense in kayfabe? In my opinion, AO, when, when he was coming those promos, I was like, I, like a lot of people were critical of those segments, and my thought was like, "This is good because Punk is going heel." Like that—that that was my mindset. It was like, "Okay, he's going heel. Hangman is 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 repping the elite here. He's repping the company brand and what they stand for." And okay, it makes sense. But because Punk stayed babyface, I was like, "No, I'm just gonna beat you as a good guy." <laughs> it was right, like, "Okay, that's gonna right, the world- you can say what you want about the save you from AEW, save uh, AEW from you, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But the workers' right in the first promo that started uh, the going into business for yourself shit, mm-hmm. um, that was weird, bro. Like a baby face cutting a promo on another baby face talking about like our uh, workers' rights and yada yada yada, bro. Like, the way just... I, Monty, the way I see it is, um, look, wrestlers, especially at the top level, have big egos, right? And I and you know even though it's it's, it's all fake and it, people should just be professionals and do business. I, I think frankly, um, people 
I think wrestlers feel some type of way if they're supposed to be a good guy and they just don't get cheered. I think it, a lot of people can't handle that. Look at Cody Rhodes. That shit broke his brain, you know, when he got booed, right? I think you know, it's. I don't think a lot of people can handle being a babyface and just not being cheered. And 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 I always t- I always tell you this, Monty. I said this in the pod you know months ago. Babyface versus babyface is very flawed because you're you're splitting the crowd. You're splitting right. their you're splitting their affections, and and you know that that's always going to lead to something kind of kind of cheeky. And in this situation with CM Punk, and we look, we know Punk is a very um, prideful guy. He's a sensitive guy. And it's like you're you're in a situation, and, and probably Hangman as well. In your situation now, AEW unscripted promos. You're trying to make it feel real. You're trying to make it feel heated. And so Hangman's way of doing that was like, I'm just gonna tell tell this guy how I feel about him. Fuck you. You're a fraud. <laughs> Workers' rights is bullshit. And I'm saving yeah. AEW from you. And Punk is probably like, huh? Like what? The fuck? Like what? Yeah. From what I, from my memory, I don't remember Punk really hitting him with a personal shot like that. I, I remember just kind of being like, I'm gonna beat you because I'm better at wrestling than you. Um, but yeah, it, when you think about it, Ale's right. Like this, this really, it, it's the nature of that program rather than that specific line. I think that really kind of created some issues because what happens is, um, you know, they always say that when someone's mad at you, they reveal how they really feel about you. And Hangman just kind of like using the promo material of just kind of like you're you're a fraud and I'm saving this company from you. It implies much more than what's actually said. You know what I mean? It, 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 and, and it implies a lot of just harsh feelings. I think. In terms of just like what he thinks Punk is doing to the promotion as a whole, and so um, it again Punk and, and now you have a guy who broke his foot and he's sitting in his bed for months. I mean for weeks because he he literally said I, I couldn't walk. But yeah, months. But he mm-hmm. he's sitting in bed surrounded by four walls and all he's thinking about probably is he's probably just hyper fixating on these fucking promos. You know, just driving himself insane. You know, over analyzing like these interactions, you know, I made him go crazy. Yeah, he read the, you know, uh, thing, you, yo, know, you, you, you see him punk dick riding ass niggas, bro. Y'all gotta stop being so disingenuous about how much Coca Banner was or was not being used. He was being flown out every single week before CM Punk got signed to AEW. He was there every week. He was on dark and dark elevation every week, bro. Mm. All right, they were on the same. Never, he never got together, injured. Bro. He never got injured. CM Punk got yeah, signed. Yeah, yeah, All of a sudden, injury. you know what? We don't really need you on Dark and Dark Elevation no more, Colt. Just t- take a month or two off, my nigga. And now, now his contract's <laughs> coming up, and it's yeah, we're just not gonna bring you back, big bro. My fault. And, and then he got reassigned to Ring of Honor, which I mean, look, this is like, complete like, speculation, on, bro. This like, is complete speculation. If if okay. all right, from what I heard from the AEW wrestler is that like what I heard is nobody knows. For sure. For sure. CM Punk said, I don't want this motherfucker in my locker room no more. Nobody knows. But he also said, if CM Punk said that, the only people that would know is is CM Punk, Tony Khan, and Mega. That's not Kenny Omega, but Mega, the uh, head attorney, lead attorney. uh, I think she's the... uh, Chief legal officer. Yeah, CFO as well. Those are the only three people that would know. So mm-hmm. who know? Who knows? All I'm saying is, go look at cage match. You you don't have to, like, you don't have to argue with me. Cole Cabana was there every single week. CM Punk got signed. Cole, we gonna we gonna we gonna catch you later, big bro. They have been on the same show though. I, uh, but but if you it, the overlap is, uh, I, I I'm not gonna go through this now. Two, I think it's two tapings. They've it's been at the same two tapings. Two tapings. Yeah, and then Cole, Cole is no more. And then, like, even even somebody like Joey Janela, who they found out that they wasn't going to bring back anymore. Who's all right? So who's who's more over, Joey Janela or Coca Banner? Neither. 
to be honest with you, neither. At least, at least Janela had a little bit of a run on AEW TV, you know. Uh, he, he he was he was a player in the first few months of the promotion's history. Yeah. Um, but at, by by the time he was he was done, wrestled Kenny in a TV man event. Bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was the first dark. I want to say or second. Um, yeah, Janela was a player for a few months in the beginning, but then you know at some point both he and Cole Cabana are non-factors so much so that like it really doesn't even matter to discuss like who's you know more over. You know what I mean? Like they, neither guy really made a dent in anything. Um, I, I I here's what I want to switch this to. Um, Real Alexia, quick before you start. Okay. Uh, sorry, Alexia. <laughs> um, no worries. We've had, we had a few super chats when we was doing all the uh, the fog okay. talk, so okay. uh, I'll let you read them out, Hanger. Sure. More Casey, five dollars. Sounds like Punk crashed a super kick party. Punk gave two minutes of whooping per elite member. <laughs> oh my god. More Casey, it's crazy. Yeah, right. Thank you so much for the super chat donation. J Blood, four ninety nine. Can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> can you imagine a Jackson balling up their little fists? They haven't fought since church camp. <laughs> oh my god! I honestly, we'll finish the super chats and I'm gonna say something about that. Go ahead, Rob. Two dollars. CM Punk fears Teddy Hart. Love. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> Young Dende. Two dollars. A Steel controlled Kenny's narrative. <laughs> oh I get god. it. I get it. Biting Kenny. <laughs> I get it. Oh, I mean, he's wrong, but I get it. <laughs> oh my god! I just need to bite Kenny. Uh, Alexia, you know, again, we can just debate till the cows come home about. You know who's wrong and this and that and how this all started, but we're, we're in the situation we're in now. You know we can't go backwards. We can't prevent anything that's happened. Now that we are in the situation that we are in, mm-hmm. who do you think? You know, Mox talked about in his promo about getting the ball. You know, who do you think are the three top wrestlers that Tony should focus on centering his programming on to lead AEW in this in this rough patch that they're in? Yeah. If you can pick three wrestlers. Okay. Yeah. I feel like one of them is kind of pretty, not really obvious, but like very consistent, especially like if you look back at like the last two dynamites and stuff this week. Yeah. Obviously. Um, it's like a good spot, I guess. Like very consistent. Uh, one of the future guys, you know, Garcia, mm-hmm. I feel like. He had, like, they've done, like, really good at elevating him, like, as, like, a superstar. Like, yeah, he's, like, a a younger guy, but, like, the fact, like, the past two Dynamites and, like, the one from yesterday, so the past three weeks, it's reached over, like, a million. And he has been at the center of it, like, whether it's, like, the storyline or not. Like, um, I know one of them I would like to see more of him is him. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like for me, number one, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Brian, he... Definitely, and obviously, like Moxley, but you know, you know what's funny about Danielson, Alexia? I feel like he's somebody that we all know how tremendous he is, right? Um, he's but be- great. yeah, yeah, but because of like just the way the roster is structured and the way things were going with stories, it almost felt like he almost intentionally, like, intentionally played, um, I don't want to say second fiddle, but almost like it, it's taking a subdued role where he's like, I'm just gonna hang out and just be really good at wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, while people are kind of occupying the main roles and you know in title situations and things like that and um the benefit of that is that because he's so high level if you need him to be like the top guy to lead the show for a a few months he'll easily slip into that role and and do that totally fine if you want and need him to do that and and, and to me it's almost about time because you know i'm not saying he's going to leave the company when his contract's up but it's like you're paying a guy who's that high level you might as well use him to his complete fullest extent 
You know what I mean? So um, I, I think it, it's clear that we're going to see more Danielson as a result of what's happened, and, and that excites me. Ayo, what do you what do you think about this question? Who do you think are the guys who Tony should really lean on, lean on to to kind of lead things here? Uh, Danielson, Mox, and uh, Hangman. No question. Mm. No question in my mind. Mm. You you would you would you would give us more hangman over maybe uh, an Andrade or um you know some of the fringe guys who maybe kind of waited for their turn, so to speak. I mean on there's a lot of people that could lose a single. I'm talking about the top, the very, very, very top of the card. Andrade okay. could be there, but is Andrade gonna win like a world title program? Is Andrade gonna Main event, dynamite. You get the push, bro. Why, why not? You know. This is. I mean, look. No, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. Put the, the, the title on Bruce. Yeah. Wheeler Yuta and Brian Danielson main event at a dynamite. I mean, sorry. Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia main event at a dynamite as a result of what's been going on. You know. Bro, so shout out to main event. Uh, Daniel Garcia is front of yeah, absolutely. Russell podcast. He's a good Pause. My nigga looking swollen. Shit, yo, Yuta, bro. You the I don't know what's going on, my nigga, but you used to be swollen than, than DG, bro. What happened? Mad <laughs> weight. DG getting swollen. I don't it, know, it, bro. It, 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 it was funny when DG came out. Beginning it, them he, AO he, meal plans, bro. It, 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 <laughs> it, 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 it is funny. Like it was the gayest I ever felt, bro. Because fucking this dude comes out and for his entrance. And I was like, this dude got mad big. Pause. Like, what the hell? Bro, he got brawling. <laughs> I remember when you I was swollen when you was a broke indie wrestler. <laughs> this is nuts. Maybe he's doing Danielson yoga, and I, I don't know. Who knows? Danielson um, yoga is crazy. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. But go go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I mean, people that like people that I would like to see like get the ball and run, like you know, Andrade, yeah. Swerve, fucking um Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely not Ricky Starks. Keep that nigga on the bench. Um MJF is you're, big, you're a big fan of Swerve, so yeah, uh, that yeah. one uh, that one could be real interesting because obviously, uh, you know, I've always thought he's done his best work as a heel. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah we, we, we got we got a little bit of a heel vibe from him last night. Obviously, we'll get into it when we review Dynamite, but um, he could be an interesting one because, like I was about to say, there's been quite a lot of spots that have opened up at least yeah. for the foreseeable future. So you might as well kind of. Uh, these guys that we all kind of like, you know, circled as guys that one day they'll be in the main event. Like, you know, you could potentially really get cooking with some of them. So I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, my three, for example, would be I'd go with Danielson as my world champ, and I'll just hand him a blank piece of paper and be like, "Who do you want to wrestle? Who's available?" Mm-hmm. You know, that that that's what we're doing for the next few months. And just, <laughs> <laughs> and just let yeah, just let Danielson go nuts. Um, I would. Re-established the momentum that Wardlow had, mm-hmm. and I would be someone would have to talk got, me out of the I, temptation I got, I got of doing big pick. shit with um. People would have to talk me out of the temptation of doing big shit with Eddie Kingston or Smojo. Oh <laughs> man, you know so that's that's the other thing that really sucks about Punk being gone is I really yeah. wanted them to go back to Punk and Eddie Kingston so much. Like their their first program and match were just so great to me, and uh, the fact that we have to kind of like re reroute things is, is unfortunate. Alexi, are you a Wardlow girl? 
I am a Wardlow girl. Okay, okay. It's interesting. Just, just check. Yo, I, I am the demo the 18 to 49. I'm a fan of there Wardlow, bro. I made uh, a hoop mixtape for Wardlow, but I'm starting <laughs> to worry that, um, oh boy, that nigga is low key smoking mirrors, son. No Cody Rhodes. I mean, nah, did, are, are you just wait, wait, are you just wait, hold on, hold on, AO, are you just realizing this now? I mean, I always said, no, 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 I've always said, when like, because I, I got into a debate with somebody on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, Jay, Jay could do this, Jay could do that, but Jay, once the bell rings, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you could say the same exact thing about Wardlow, and people was on my ass. Mm-hmm. I was like, but hey, bro, but it's like, all those things that Jay does is like so much better than Wardlow. That it doesn't really matter that she's not a ring general at this point right now. But Wardlow... I don't know, bro. Besides his look, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm just, I'm just surprised that you, ass nigga, bro. Hey, yo, I'm just surprised that, like, because you're saying this as if, like, it's something that just hit you. Because to me, and I, I said this to Monty for so many months that, like, I like Wardlow a lot, actually. I, I think, um, he's just somebody that, look, it, to me, his limitations were extremely clear for a long, long time. But um, if you still want to make the choice to push him, then you just have to, you know, handle him with extreme care. You know, I think a guy like Ryan Danielson, you don't have to put too much thought into what you do with him in the sense of you're kind of like, I trust this guy. Go out there and wrestle and you figure it out. You're amazing. Right. I think with mm-hmm. a Wardlow, you have to you have to kind of put him in a really protected setting in a protected environment where you're meticulously detailing how to make sure he looks cool and strong and epic in every way. You know what I mean? And so it's like because he's a limited performance, like, OK, you put him in segments where he's beating up a bunch of security guards or he's beating up a bunch of people running at him. Or he's in a match with a stipulation where, like, you know, his his lack of maybe complete fundamental understanding of every aspect of wrestling isn't completely exposed. Um, and, and, and look, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a, a limited. Oh. What's wrong? Did, did anyone see that Brad Shepard tweet last night? No, I don't. I don't, pay, I, don't, about I, don't, I, don't I don't pay attention to that guy. He's a human genital <laughs> wart, and I don't want to give him the time of day. He's so obviously absurd. It's like the AEW leaks are coming into me fast and furious. I'm hearing more and more about this drug floor at the Hyatt Regency <laughs> in Jacksonville, Florida. This oh, drug what? The drug floor. Is he is he saying there's like? Uh... <laughs> Anyways, so when it comes to Wardlow, um, it's like it's just... when it comes to Wardlow, man, I, I you know it's like. Ayo, like, I don't disagree. It's just that I, it's always been apparent to me. It's why I was so impressed with the job they were doing with him in MJF because it was like, you know, how are they going to get into that level? And it's like, you have to be creative. You have to be really creative to keep a guy like that who maybe doesn't know how to do certain things that other wrestlers can do. How do you keep him interesting? It's like, and they, they found ways every week to do something different that was really fun. You know, breaking into the arena and uh, the handcuffs and the security guards and the, you know, trying to, trying to get out of his contract with MJF and you know, being abused, basically being in an abusive relationship and, you know, you know, trying to provide for his mother, which was a story element. And, and, and I think I think what he has for him is that he's he's a beast. He's in great shape. He's a you know, he, he's a fiery guy. He's very likable. I think everyone would agree. And so if you want to continue to keep Wardlow as a key player, I think it's possible, but it's definitely going to take a lot more brain work from Tony. And so he's going to have to be willing to do so in order to keep him over because if you kind of phone it in with Wardlow like you have been doing since he's won the TNT title you have situations where he's 100% going to kind of just feel like a part of the show rather than one of the stars of the show 
Yeah, 100%. Um, few more super chats. Right. Uh, oh, holy shit. Uh, Oliver, I'll let you take this one. $49.99. Oliver, thank Oh, my you. God. You know what? Uh, Alexa, do you want to read this one? Yeah, sure. It says, I uh, just want to give to... Uh, just want to give a big thanks to you. I got anxiety and mental health issues that tend to get the best of me at times, but you cracked me up. Cracked me the F up, man. The podcast and spaces really make me forget what's going on in my head. Keep doing what you're doing because you're killing it. Let's let's give a let's give a let's Yay. give a some class for Oliver. Oliver, thank you so much, sir. We we really oh, appreciate you. Oliver, uh, I hope you get better, King. Absolutely. I'm using the fucking chat for, for Oliver, man. Yeah, Yo, where is Israel our fucking our mob, bro? We have fucking trolls in the chat, but no, but W's in the chat for Oliver, bro. Absolutely. Um, we're glad that we can make you laugh, mm-hmm. entertain you, help you kill time and shit, bro. We Absolutely. appreciate your support. That's dope, man. Absolutely. Listen, man, this is one of the, this is um, you know, sometimes I, I'm on Twitter and I'm like, man, what is the point of this app? Like, this is just awful. People are so bad and 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 and, 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 <laughs> and stupid. And they just say things that they would never say to your face. And they're just so, like, hyper-fixating on things that don't matter. And, you know, there's so many times where I'm, like, especially when your account grows, I'm just like, man, this like this is such a horrible platform for the most part. Um, but then you always have these moments that kind of remind you of, like, the positives of wrestling Twitter and, and Twitter in general. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and among them, of course, besides the platform we built and all the people I've met, like Alexia, like AO, like Monty, and all the people who support us. Is the people like this who, you know, whether they DM me during a space or, you know, right here in front of everyone in the super chat, people who genuinely, you know, like, I don't want to say depend on us, but like their their days are enhanced or, or even made better by just us fucking sitting out and talking about wrestling. Like I, that sounds like a cliche to say that that's like surreal, but it really is surreal. Like, yo, people really just mm-hmm. listen to me and other people talk about made up fighting and like it makes their day better like that's really really fucking cool yeah, so, so it's um, a nice escape for people to have and if absolutely. we can help out with people having those escapes mm-hmm. then it's you know it's it's yeah. humbling it's very humbling 100 percent. chris keeps i keep seeing chris trying to join at the bottom but your shit keeps glitching so i can't like add him in of course um of course oliver you know it's all we appreciate chris. you man we appreciate you um keep on keeping on man and we're gonna keep on keeping on on our side and keep listening Thank you. Yeah, Yo, real quick, we, um... Go ahead, Ayo. Hold on. Okay. Oh, go, go ahead and talk, this... I got it. I'm trying to figure Yeah, out I'll pull up this stuff. super chat. Um, we got a few more. Go ahead, Alexia. Uh, do you think Jericho, Moxley, and Daniel Sol will be uh, acting EVPs from now on? If not, how long will they replace the elite? I can I can actually answer this a little bit. Um, okay. So, yeah, so, so here's the deal. Um... We don't know what's the ultimate fate of the elite when it comes to their status as EVPs. Um, we, we do know that that the reasons why they were stripped of the titles is because they're going to be gone for some time as well. Um, Brian Danielson, guys, he's somebody who in the past has been in positions where he's worked with management. In, in WWE, he was somebody who was helping produce matches on SmackDown as well as being on the writing and creative team. Um, this is something that he's had experience with, but, but frankly, Danielson doesn't like doing that overall. Like he didn't come to AEW to be an executive and he doesn't enjoy it. Um, uh, but with that said with him and Chris Jericho, they're both guys that if they wanted uh, an acting position behind the scenes, they could get it in a heartbeat. Right. So, but the reason so on, Jericho, Jericho spoke on this at length multiple yes. times. He was offered mm-hmm. the position when AEW started. Mm-hmm. He told TK, he's like, you know, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm not trying to do that. I'm here to yeah. help. AW, however I can, but yeah, I don't want to be an executive. Mm-hmm. But I 
think that he realizes now that it's just like, like nah, like real niggas gotta step yes. up at this point. That, that's 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 the thing about it, Al. We're in a situation where John Moxley. I mean, not I mean, I don't. No one knows what the hell John Moxley thinks about anything, really. But All right. Um. But 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 Danielson and Jericho. We know that if if they wanted a a spot running things, they could get it, but they don't want it, right? But they are in a situation right now where Tony Khan needs help. You know what I mean? And so it's like yeah. it it's almost like they're taking it upon themselves to be able to be leaders because they have to. And so I think I think everybody understands the situation they're in and they don't want this to go to shit. You know what I mean? It would be a damn shame if AEW went to shit. Well, why and, and, are like so yo, everybody hit the like button right now. Right now. Everybody before I come to you. They always take a while to uh our likes are so low right up. now. What's, what's going yeah, on? Man. Everybody yeah, like, like subscribe right if you if you're sure watching and you're not up. subscribed, then what are before, you doing? Um, bro, like, guys, bro, guys, if you if you don't like you, bro, if you don't know what you want, these promises not what you want. Hit the like button right fucking now and subscribe. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and 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 if you don't like the video, you're gonna make Alexia really sad. Oh, and man. and I don't think anybody in here wants Alexia to be sad. You know, be very sad. You really sad. Um, so, so make sure to do well, that. More, more, Casey. Thank you for your super chat. Yeah. Uh, Punk looked mad that MGF was getting cheered. That's what I was saying, man. You know, I, I think, I think in his mind, he's like, "Yo, you're you're messing up the business of CM Punk by making me look like a bad person with the cold thing." And I think that's his, the rationalization in his head for MGF getting cheered. <laughs> Knowing by no one is buying tickets for a Cole Cabana match. Uh, the Pro Wrestling Podcast. I personally agree with you, and I don't think anyone ever has. Well, tickets for a cool cabana. This is an interesting point to bring up. Go ahead, Alexa, read this one. Uh, Hangman Champion Run was overlooked because Tony, to me, put Punk over him with like TV time and stories. TK has to rehab Hangman a bit. I completely agree. Mm. Well, when it was when 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 it was Hangman, peak Punk MJF, wasn't it? So yeah, he, Hangman was putting on some of the best American TV matches ever, ever during his run. But it was the CM Punk show during his championship run. And I feel that was mad unfair to, to the Hangman. Balance was off. Like it a, definitely was off. Yeah. Because so Hangman's fuse didn't feel fully fleshed out like MJF and Punk did. You know, like MJF like, and Punk. Oh, here's the mur- yeah. murder hawk monster. Yeah. Yeah. It was just M- MJF and Punk had these. Um, MJF and Punk had these like really hot angles and angles that we'll remember. You know. Yeah. Um, Whereas Hangman wasn't in those fully fleshed out feuds. And obviously, uh, you know, everyone knows that CM Punk has kind of like uh, a lot of input on the storylines and stuff that he's in. But still, it feels like Hangman could have had a bit more focus and effort put into his storylines while he was champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. I, I, think, I think first we need to get the house in order, you know, yes, before we even course. talk about, you know, Hangman and Pushing Man. I think we really need to just stabilize the product Danielson you know get the bow on the dragon (laughs) yeah and so you know I'll get into this when we get into the show and we might as well start now um you know you know what AEW feels like right now it's almost like it's almost like a post-apocalyptic setting where there's so much rubble and garbage around and before we start talking about hey this guy should be the one that we, we we fix I think what we we should really do is just clean up the room and then establish some sense of stability and order and then once that's mm-hmm. in place, then we can start talking about okay, this guy and that guy and this guy, and uh, 
you know, it, it, it's almost funny because when I talk about this post-apocalyptic setting, the, the way I looked at the trios match last night, it's almost like a an untouched basketball court with nothing but rubble and garbage surrounding it. And people are going crazy on it. But you're like, yo, there's nothing but rubble and garbage surrounding this court. Um, uh, bro, one last thing before we get fully into the Dynamite review. Yeah. Um, so we've done the fights. We've done the suspensions. Yeah. Malachi? We've done the injuries, the releases. Malachi has been given his conditional release by AEW. This was reported mm-hmm. by Fightful Select. Although the wording was a lot of talent are under the belief that that has happened. But of course, yeah. uh, as you said on the podcast, either on Monday or last week, Malakoy isn't really someone who talks to media. Um, no. And of, and of course, the people close to him probably, you know, respect that it's his business and Malachi, you know, haven't business. actually him confirmed it, confirmed it. But it is pretty much confirmed. Multiple occasions. What you say, yo? I said, him, him and Sean Ross have gotten into it on multiple occasions. Oh, my God. Mainly mm-hmm. about, uh, mainly about yeah. his wife, but Alka do really does not like dirt sheets at all. Oh, 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 oh wait, wait, you, you're serious? I thought you were joking. No, I'm yeah, dead. Ma- 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 I thought AO was doing like a kayfabe bit here. I was like, yo, chill out. They do not like each other. Well, Malachi does not like him. I don't I don't even know if it's that he don't like him. He's just definitely retaliated to stuff he's seen in the past. I can't even remember the exact story it was, but I have seen Malachi calling like, the sheets out should we say yeah like i, I was when, personally um, told that he hates like wrestling reporters yeah well, and uh, an, another wrestler actually told me <laughs> that because i tweeted i tweeted that it was, you know, i think all oh, this is going to be good for AEW, right and a wrestler hit me out and he's like yo i low-key agree because he's like the boys will always ruin it for the boys and like the whole like Free spirit, <laughs> like everybody's just skipping around backstage doing whatever the fuck they want. Shit, like it was cool for the first two years, but the boys ruined it. So, like you know, some of the structure shit that they that they were doing at WWE that people were free from at AEW is like maybe they had to do it because the boys ruined it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think I, this this could this could end up like helping. Make it a more structured environment. Where to uh front of the show, Big Soul. Either either way, um, it's definitely a new era that they're going into. And yeah. definitely to AO's point, this is of course uh, I think I mentioned it in our group chat the other day, where it's like, it's like of course with all the new uh promotions that he done a couple of weeks ago with the talent relations and stuff like that. Um now these situations came up, it's pretty urgent for them to get a really smart functional structure in the company um so either way they are going into a new era um obviously losing your biggest star if he does end up getting fired um is you know pretty tragic uh the elite who are like you know the they build aw you, you know the heart of aw like them being suspended is obviously tragic as well but like you know either way they're going into a new era now, so it could be good, it could be terrible. We yeah, don't know. Ian Paul um, was smoking cock if he ever thought that AEW <laughs> fans were gonna take his side over the elite. Like that was never gonna fucking happen. Like I like you're seeing Punk, but bro, they 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 built this fucking company. Like, let's let's, really let's be for real, bro. Mm-hmm. All, all punk wrestling? <laughs> Niggas thought this was gonna be all CM wrestling. No, no oh Chicago. Listen, uh, fucking tricep looking like fucking <laughs> string of mozzarella. What do you think? Tricep, nigga. 
Alexia, what did you think of um, going into Dynamite now? I think I think all of us could agree that in in spite of um all the nonsense that's going on surrounding the company right now and all the all the shit that's just negative and, and stuff, I think we could all agree that in spite of that, the talent that were on the show had a really just inspired effort yesterday, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people worked really hard to be able to provide a really good show. And um, you know, if you ask me, I thought like just the more I think about it, like the Dynamite last night was really really great, especially given the circumstances. It was um, awesome. Yeah, I feel like it, it was really great. Cool. I feel like a lot of the talent like stepped up. Like, yeah. you know, it was just kind of like, hey, you know, this is how it's supposed to be done. Like, you know, mm-hmm. none of that. Yeah. I, teenage drama girl backstage, you know. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it speaks to the professionalism and resiliency of pro wrestlers, I think, because, um, you know, in spite of all of the shit that happens behind closed doors that we, we are not privy to and we can't see, um, at the end of the day, the show just is how the business goes. The show must go on, and there's people who pay for tickets to see this show, and the people are like, we just got to go out there, and all we can do, look, you know, the wrestlers themselves, they can't control the CM Punk situation. You know, they can't bring somebody back or prevent something, but what they can Yo, do Chris. is... What's oh up? What, what they, what they, get your shit off, bro, bro. What they, what they, off, what they can do is... No, 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 no. Fuck what he talking about. Get your shit off, Chris. All I, all I want to just give a quick rant before y'all go into Dynamite. <laughs> Um, it'll be more of a serious rant, but, uh, it's about, uh, one Phil Brooks, uh, I was my favorite wrestler of all time before (laughs) I found out about the elite. Um, so this breaks my heart having to say this, but, uh, CM Punk being gone from AEW, while it would be a very like bad thing financially for business for the time being. Bro, it, it, it's better for the morale as a company, unless you're like one of, unless you're FTR. It's better for, I don't know, bro. I feel like the culture around AEW before CM Punk came was very positive lighted. There were still, you know, petty little beefs, but nothing this big. And I just think it's, it's not a coincidence that he came into this company for all the good he's done, all the good feuds and all the good press and merchandising and whatever. It's not a coincidence that everywhere this man goes, everyone has something bad to say about him. And I'm not saying everyone has something good to say about the elite because they probably don't. But bro, it, it, it comes to a point where you have to, there's a common denominator in all these fucking situations. And it's like, huh, did CM Punk have to go out on a media scrum after our biggest pay-per-view of the year and just go nuclear on our EVPs and on our talent, bearing talent, just because he's a little bit grumpy. Is that fair? Well, is that something you should? Well, he wasn't because he was a little bit grumpy, but your sentiment, I know, I know what you're trying to get. I know, but it's it's there. Just putting out dirty laundry in front of this all this media, uh, overshadowing all the talents, all the great all the great matches that happened on the show. Your great match that you had, the return of uh, the grind runner at the end of the show. It, it's <laughs> it's just like, bro, you have to not be selfish. <laughs> as, as, as soon as Chris comes in here, FTR just get cooked in the chat, man. Yo, <laughs> about FTR. Oh, yeah, yeah, yo, fuck FTR. Fuck, you no, know, fuck. Podcast. I won't say fuck. No, 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 you know bro, it is, but bro. I hate FTR. But uh, it's like. Bro, did you have to be that selfish 
and take away the moment. You did not have to take away that moment. You could have, you know, after all that, you know, you have a day, just be like, yo, let's have a meeting, you know? I don't need to air out in front of Dave Meltzer and Denise Alslato. Like, you know what I'm talking about? And I don't know, bro. I'm not one of these WWE fans. I hate CM Punk with a passion and think he should be just done with wrestling. But if this is what he did to the this company, uh, putting, I think it's time for CM Punk to go be a family man. You know? Bro, then, I have information that will lead to the arrest and imprisonment of that Saul William CM Punk. Oh my God. But I'm not going to release it oh on this God. podcast. No. Also, it's people like people gonna take you. People well, gonna take well, you. People well, gonna well, take you serious. People you know, gonna take you serious. Chrissy, Chrissy's coming on here trying to be serious and yeah. you know trying trying to get his points <laughs> off, and yeah, yeah. just comes out with just fucking that. Like, and to all you Chris, CM Punk fans, chill, bro. Are, Chris, Chris, is, Chris is being as mature as he ever has ever been on the podcast. Is trying to just you know professionally explain his his point of view and i was very i was very i was very punk fans on twitter oh boy here we go trying to paint this fucking straight trying to paint this man as a hero you know saying well he's a hero side for it but then taking cm punk side for it especially you hank man talking about a three-on-one attack with no context on it and you got people (laughs) cm punk 3v1 the elite (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Larry and his fucking dog friends. So I don't know what you're talking that about. Ass dog. And so I'll see someone in the comments say that CM Punk <laughs> two for each for each for each member of the elite. Hey, there CM Punk go. might beat up the Young Bucks, but he ain't beating up Tyson Smith, nigga. He ain't beating up Kenny Omega. That's what's Kenny Omega, unlike CM Punk, has a successful MMA record. Kenny yeah. Omega is shooter. Does it? All right. Yeah, he's four. Yeah, no, he's he like does. Four Monty, two, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't know that, Monty. <laughs> Boy, you know, Monty <laughs> know. Can he be fighting niggas? <laughs> can he be that nigga, bro? I followed Kenny Omega for like years as well. He was like a brolic nerd. Since my brother Chris came in here being all serious and shit, his real opinion on CM Punk and and um you know aw fans i'm just gonna i'm just i'm i'm gonna give my real opinion you know gimmick ao aside you know it's low-key sad how um aw fans are treating cm punk on his way out you know i scroll the mm-hmm. timeline a lot i see a lot of jokes you know i made some jokes as well people mocking him mocking his injuries mocking his career saying this is why he never main evented wrestlemania saying saying that he's not a good wrestler like why are people pretend like he can't wrestle bro why are people pretend like doesn't add value to the company. He was doing what did he say? He was the dollars and cents. Oh, uh, hang man. Say it again. The dollars he, and cents. You said he was the dollars and cents of uh yeah. yeah. Like people were pretending like he wasn't a draw. People were pretending like he didn't have moments that we all collectively popped. No, for. I think his AEW run has been excellent it's, overall. It's crazy, bro. And it's crazy that people are pretending like this didn't happen. And I sat down and, and I stood over for a minute and I was like, why are people pretending like why are people doing this like why are people treating cm punk like this like is aw really a cult and then i realized they are fucking pretending nigga it's a league gang i don't fucking bang that old ass nigga cm punk is garbage nigga cm punk is watch the fuck up that bret hart merchant them shit ass uh. nobody's trying to watch none of that shit nigga 
CM Punk's gone, FTR is next, nigga. Get them, get that embarrassing ass, bold ass nigga, and his sidekick catch the fuck out of here, nigga. I'm tired of this. You know bitches having ass CM Punk fans. I'm tired of you niggas. This nigga CM Punk, he wins one title. Owie! My foot! My foot! He has another title match. Owie! My tricep! My tricep! Matter of fact, I was just in Chicago, right? What did, say, what did he say? What did he say, Ayo? And, and I was, I was, I was, I, I saw CM Punk under, 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 under pass, right? Begging for change, looking for, for looking for mess, looking for money to buy mess, looking for money to buy crack cocaine and fuck up ass teeth. I said, you unemployed ass little boy, don't ever disrespect Kenny Omega ever again in your life. The fuck is wrong with you? CM Marshall ass nigga. This nigga is the fucking QT. The fuck this nigga. This, I, I'm not doing this nigga CM Punk, bro. Keep riding that old ass <laughs> nigga's dick, hangman. Keep riding this dick. We gang it don't bang. Ass, bro. That's all I gotta say. Fuck CM Punk. Fuck hangman. Cry, nigga. Not hangman. Pay, hangman Pierce. Cry, hangman. <laughs> Cry. CM CM Punk. If, you, if Phil Brooks, if you're listening to this, um, I only have a few things to say. Yo, to you. Phil Brooks, if you're listening to this, suck my dick. Phil Brooks, if you're listening to this, uh, number one, the Russell Pierce podcast does not. Uh, you know, we don't we don't co-sign the comments of uh, various individuals here. But in all seriousness, CM Punk, if you're listening to this, I I, I have I have the following to say to you. Number one, I, I hope you are okay, and I hope you um, process your injury and find a way to fill your time for these next few months in a in a productive way. Number two, I would love to see you wrestle again. Uh, if that's third floor sucked. If, if that just I don't know what you just said, but if that just isn't possible, if you just if this is not possible for you to be able to make it work with the elite, so be it. Um, but but I, I do thank you to, for coming back to pro wrestling. I, I was of the opinion that you're one of the uh, best wrestling talents ever, even before you had this return run. But you you just fortified that with the work that you've done in this year. And even though it's unfinished, I, I think what we what we did see was um, you came back into a different wrestling landscape and you did it your way. Um, you didn't try to acquiesce or just um, cosplay the way everyone else wrestles now. You just kind of did it your way, and it still worked, and it still got over. And uh, I personally enjoyed it because, um, you know, I I think there's there, there's a certain fundamental tools in the history of the business. Everybody it was cosplaying. Bro, you did a buckshot. Larry almost tore every fucking fucking ligament in his knee. Of course, he didn't try to cosplay. What is he gonna do? Topaz, bro. The, 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 break his neck. He can't. The, the point. The point he is. Can't. The point is. I, I. I thank you. I thank you for being bringing back the movement of wrestling to wrestling, and uh, oh. I. I appreciate it, and uh, I appreciate how much you appreciate the sport and the art of wrestling, uh, and it's it's different than how other people do it, but I think the way you do it is great, and it, it worked, and we, we saw it this last year, and so I thank you for this return. She does cosplay five dollars from Isra Phil Brooks. If you're reading this, explain why you're still ducking the fade from Thank Seth. Thank you, CM Punk fear Seth Rollins. Uh, okay, y'all remember Isra, when uh, Young Dundee five dollars? Two things can be true at once. Phil's run has been great, but he also needs to check himself. I'm a big fan of his, but I'm real disappointed in him. Hmm. We're all disappointed yeah. in him. He 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 failed us as oh, Kimo Sabi five dollars. I want to know what CM Puss thinks he can teach Hangman that Jimmy Valiant, the Hiroshi Tanahashi, the Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kenny Omega could not. I have something to say about 
punk. But I think to be honest, you say what you want about the whole like punk situation or whatever. Like I even thought it at at the time when I saw the transcription. But those hangman comments about like not wanting advice from anyone were like what the fuck is he talking about? No. <laughs> what are we? What, what to, do be mean? A, to be honest, to be if honest, he was a, no. You cannot do that because if 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 Heyman Page was a, a shitter of a wrestler and he wasn't, he didn't have the charisma, he didn't have the wrestling ability, he didn't have the promo ability. Or what he did not have in New Japan, so obviously he took advice from other people. But oh, like, like we're, Chris, so we're exactly. acting like we're acting did like you he have, needs to fucking listen to CM Punk about stuff. He doesn't. Do you, do you niggas? Do you niggas understand? Hangman Page is one of the best wrestlers alive today. Today, right now, five years mm. ago, he was just an average. He was Cody's fucking weed carrier, bro. That nigga was not that good five years ago. Niggas fucked with him because he was in the Bullet Club. He was just average. So he just got that good on his own. He wasn't listening to anybody. Like, is that what CM Punk well, wants me to believe? No, it's not like he said just CM Punk, bro. Look, the question was, you've got minds in the locker room like CM Punk and Sting. Like, that's why you, that, those were the two names given in the question. And he was like, oh, I don't really take advice. You know, I've done, I've done so much by myself. I don't, you know. Like, look what I've done with AEW. I've been world champion, etc. And it just, I don't know, bro. Like, I like Hangman, and it hasn't put me off him or anything like that. You know, I'm just saying, like, those comments right there were kind of wild. And it just, I don't know, it just came off a bit. It just didn't come off very. I, uh, I gotta be honest. Um, great at all. Th- this is a bit annoying, and I could straight up have a whole essay about this, but I'll, I'll refrain from doing that. All I will say is that um, it's not particularly a mindset that i would agree with um but if that's how he chooses to proceed with his career then that's his prerogative and, and then i'm gonna just leave it at that I'm dynamite old head ass niggas bro oh, like he, has a really he has an amazing moonsault everyone follow chris at, at chris O'Bread. um chris you got anything yeah. to plug uh no just follow me i'm like i'm close to 2000 there you go He's been he's uh, been follow for the jokes. Elite okay. ganger don't bang. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Fuck you. <laughs> Dynamite was Hi, in Chris. Buffalo last Bye, night. <laughs> Dynamite was in Buffalo last night. And uh, you know, a real eventful show. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the announcement from Tony Khan that the trios titles were vacated and they were gonna be decided in the trios match that was on that show. Andrew the Giant said, Julie's, Julia's hat is better than CM Punk. Thank you for the I think super that's chat. That's the last, uh, the last anti punk super chat that we've got at the moment. I said that, someone will just send one in now, but like, probably. Uh, <laughs> Isra. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah so, so listen. Oh, oh. Thanks, listen. Andrew. Um, it was announced that the uh, Death Triangle versus Best Friends match was going to decide the uh, Trios Championship. And uh, Tony Khan announced a, uh, I believe it was called a Circle of Champions or something like that. Uh, uh, tournament of Champions. Tournament of Champions uh, to decide the AEW champion at Grand Slam in Arthur Ashe. Mm-hmm. And the bracket featured all people who, who used to hold championships mm-hmm. in AEW. And, um, you know, a number of key names who have been in the promotion for a while. And uh, among one of the first round matches was Brian Danielson and Hangman Page, which was a, a really, really exciting impromptu announcement that was going to be uh, for later in the evening. Um, but the show opened up officially with MJF coming out. MJF showed up in front of Buffalo and he's wearing a Buffalo Bills jersey and he's playing total babyface. And he was just, you know, playing to the crowd and pandering and, you know, 
It was like a stand-up comedy set, bro. Really? Because <laughs> I was so it. afraid. Like I was just there. Yeah. I was like, something's gonna happen. Like the whole of time, course. I was just like, I don't, I don't like this. But that's what I'm saying. It, it, it was super disingenuous, and like it was one of those things. Like we all knew, you know what I mean? We all knew he was kind of bullshitting a little bit. Um, but it was really funny to just see it play out, where he's just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's great to be back and all that stuff. And uh, you know, he was he was being Max and. John Moxie came out and he did not look like he was particularly happy in general. He looked like he was kind of annoyed to be there, but he had to be there. And he kind of just told Mox, you know, I mean, he kind of just told Max, like, you know, to stop bullshitting. And Max kind of went into his WWE thing where he was just kind of like, yeah, maybe I am a bad guy. Maybe I am just kind of using AEW. Maybe I just want to use a championship as a, as a bargaining chip, you know, for the big bidding war of 2024 and going to a real company, you know, with a real boss. And he, he referenced the game Triple H and he referenced Nick Khan. You know, being the superior con, he called him Jolly Old Saint Nick, and he even referenced, you know, rejoining Mr. Cody Rhodes, the coaster, de- the coaster who departed AEW back in February. So he kind of did that whole shtick, and then John Moxley, once MGF got out the ring, he cut a really, really passionate promo that I think we're all in agreement that promo was tremendous. And the general gist of the promo was just that, you know, the AEW Championship really, really means something, and uh, you know, he talked about how much he. How, how he's really annoyed right now, primarily, first and foremost, because he failed to win the championship on the pay-per-view. And he just vowed to, you know, take the ball and be the ace and be the man and win the championship. And he talked about how much AEW and the and the, the championship meant to him. And uh, you could tell it was straight from the heart. And you could tell he was very, very uh, upset about the whole situation. Um, and uh, and so that was, that was the opening of Dynamite. Alexia, what did you think of this entire 15-minute block of television? it was great like um obviously like i said like i mentioned like whenever mjf came out like i had like this whole like like i'm not really like that thought but like this like kind of looming like okay yeah something's gonna happen because there's no way like he's just coming out like you know as a baby face after being gone this whole time and even if he like like were to do anything like or say anything like people he was still getting cheered which surprised me a lot because like you know, he always used to get booed and whatever. But whenever uh, Mox came out and he did that promo, like, that was, like, been by far one of my favorite, like, spots or segments, like, AEW has done. Just because, like, you could tell it's very genuine and coming from the heart from him, which I can always appreciate, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it was it was nice to hear John. It's nice to see Monty back. Uh, but it was nice to see. It was nice to connect, uh, connection issues. Yeah, it, it's good that John Moxley – um what the hell? it's good that john moxley uh what's it called you know cut that promo i think it was really necessary it felt like uh it mm-hmm. felt very comforting you know what i mean it was almost his way of like kind of sharing his disappointment with the fans and going like look i know this sucks you guys know this sucks but you know i'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure that we keep this thing you know afloat and 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 you know it was real so i thought that was good max is max is talented man mjf is really entertaining he's really funny um, he hasn't lost a step in that regard, of course. It's only been a couple months. Um, some people made the argument that maybe this was not the week to kind of do the whole, like, WWE is the real promotion. That's the real place I'm going to. Um, they're the better guys. They're the real bosses. What do you, what do you think about that, AO? The, the, the idea that Max probably should have done the, the I'm going to WWE bit this week. Yo, um, I'm not an NJF fan. It got nothing to do with the whole WWE. I'll... The Reddit humor, that shit sucks, bro. Do some real fucking heel work, bro. Like, 
I don't think what the fuck is that noise? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think MGF could hold a candle to Jay White, bro. I feel like Jay White's a real top heel in the business mm-hmm. type shit. So like all, all this shit you guys fawn over of MGF doing oh, 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 I'm going to Triple H is my best friend. Like that shit sucks, bro. Like, come on, my little sister could think of some shit like not even my little sister, because that's a, she's a grown one. My nephew is six weeks old. He could fucking think of some shit like that. Like, come on, bro. This shit mm-hmm. I don't I'm not I'm not entertained by MJF, bro. He's talented. I don't think he's entertaining. What get that nigga out of my face, bro? Let him go to WWE. I don't really care. Mox coming out, cutting that promo was a fucking amazing. Where would AEW be without John fucking Moxley, bro? From from the first from the first fucking night that he popped out, right to legitimate Matt King nineteen eighty four with a two dollar super chat. Mox was channeling Tanahashi tonight. Listen, man, he's 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 the he's the reliable guy. You know what I mean? He's he's the company guy. Bro, no, that nigga really is the heart and soul of AEW, bro. Even more, yeah. so, even more so than the, the the elite at this point. Maybe I don't know. I I don't know. I can't say that, nigga. I'm gonna leave Big Rider pause. But um, he right up there with them, like John Moxley, probably the most one of the most important people in eight. Cause like, like if, what if Mox wasn't there to like steer the ship and like tell everybody like, oh no, everything's gonna be all right. And I'm here. I'm not going on vacation and shit. And I'm I'm a, I'm gonna hold shit down. You feel me? Like, I think it was, it was it was a good segment. MJF, take it or leave it. I don't care that he's back. I'm not an MJF fan. Don't really care to see him do anything. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so so that was the opening of Dynamite, and we went right into the trios uh, championship match, which was Death Triangle versus uh, versus the best friends, and uh, you know, a very spirited match. These guys did a bunch of athletic, creative moves with each other, and like we alluded to earlier, at least for me, and I can't speak for anybody else, but uh, it, I just kind of um, it was hard to like spiritually invest in what I was watching because of the situation. You know, the situation, the announcement, everything, it was just all kind of like all at, a lot at once. And uh, I just kind of I was just kind of in a state of shock, you know, um, but but I thought it was a great match. And I, I, I think that triangle being the trios champions is the correct decision. Pack is a sensational wrestler, as is uh, the Lucha Brothers. So kudos to them. Monty, what did you what did you make of this trios match? Do you have anything to say about it? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought yeah. Death Triangle is a nice choice to step in as trios champions while the elite are away uh, because you know that you're going to get great matches out of them um yeah man they all bring something a little bit different as well all three members and uh yeah man it, it was a good match i don't think it was anything blow away uh they hit a really good finishing stretch um but yeah i, I thought it, it was a very it was a very good match um yeah, man. Probably, yeah. Very, very good match. But I can see why people like yourself were kind of in a trance. <laughs> trying yeah, to watch yeah I was in a trance. Yeah, I, never, I never thought in a million years that Death Triangle was going to win the match because fucking Pax ass refuses to move back to the States and shit. So he got to <laughs> fly in whenever he can fly in. I, I know like Corona, like pretty much everybody's done with that shit. But like he still doesn't come in every week. So I was like, are we really going to go from the elite to best friends? And I like the best friends, and I wouldn't mind if the best friends was trio champs one day down the road. But you can't go from the elite to <laughs> Orange Cassidy and Chucky e. T got the belts now. Like, no, nigga. No, no, no. The Death Triangle was, Death Triangle was a great choice. 
I fucking, yeah. I fucking love that triangle. I love seeing them like get because for a long time people was like, when are they gonna get the the tag belts? You know, for a long time people was like, when Pack's fine, when is Pack finally gonna get some gold? Now Pack got you see two how Jack Penter is now as well. Bro, you saw what? He see now Jack Penter's got now. Yeah, bro. and like it's it's crazy. No, it's crazy. Like they deserve it, bro. They put in the work. They deserve all the successes they get in AEW, bro. Like I, I fucking I love Lucha Bros. I love uh, Pack. All that shit. Pax ass just needs to move to fucking the states so they can get a real push. But yeah, I love the match. Good shit. See, personally for me, I was like very like split because I'm a big Lucha Bros girl. I love Benta and I love Ray Phoenix. They're mm. one of my favorites. But also like, I feel like best friends for me personally has been at least very like solid, very consistent since like the start of AEW. Like they've always mm. just kind of been there. Like. I feel like they were also like a safe choice to rely on like you know either way like i still won like i love both teams <laughs> so like for me it was it was just like it was still i guess um the fact that they just went so fast to the match that i was still kind of in a shock it took me like the first five minutes of the match for me to like actually be like oh okay this this is going on and stuff you know um but i will be pushing my united empire agenda mm. they need a comeback i mean they did disqualify that triangle in the first round so i mm. do believe that should be a match that occurs down the line once again you know well so then be nice there you have it mark davis kyle fletcher will osprey if you ever happen to catch at least this moment of the wrestle Bears podcast alexia would love to see you guys wrestle death triangle again Thanks. um for the trios championship and i think i think we'd all like to see that again because the first match was great so uh there you go the follow-up to this match uh if i'm not mistaken was tony storm in an eliminator a championship eliminator match with uh penelope ford um does anybody have anything to say about this yo did you see how they was like subtly burying thunder rose that entire segment no no t- tell me about it what happened so they were i made a tweet about it let me let me go and okay tweet. um it, and if you if you go back and you watch, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So I tweeted, notice how commentary keeps talking about how respectful, professional, and business-oriented Tony Storm is. It's almost like they're saying the last champion, and then I said phone disconnects. Like, bro, like they're just like I've never heard them talk about anybody. Like they were just like, oh my gosh, she just just about her business. She's just so 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 business-oriented. She's just so respectful. She's just She's such a professional, such such a such a real like leader in the bag, like saying a whole bunch of shit like that. I'm just like, damn, like they they can, really can, can I can I be can I be honest? Can I be honest real quick? What's up? Um commentary for the early parts of the show. Um it felt like WWE. And 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 the way I can explain it is that um it almost felt like in, in multiple ways they were overcompensating because of the situation. And so it resulted in them, you know, it, it's their job. They had no choice, but it felt like they were like lying to me repeatedly and or pushing um, company narratives in a way that AEW doesn't really do, but WWE does a lot. So for example, the show starts and like Taz is like cheesing harder than he's ever cheesed in his life. And like, he's just like, oh man, I'm, I'm like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, AEW, <laughs> man, whoa. Like, it's just like, yo, like just, bro, we, we know what's going on. Like, it's cool. Let's just get, you know, and he was just kind of like, like again, like he was like another point, like in the early point. He's like, oh, man, this is great, ah, man. <laughs> I was just like, all right, bro, like I get it. They told you guys to be happy, you know. 
Um, but and, and it's fine. This is like a nitpick, and like really, it's they're just doing their job. Um, but it was just mildly grating to me because it felt disingenuous. And what AO was explaining here, it feels almost like an extension of it. It almost feels like when they tell Michael Cole, like, all right, you know, put over this person's professionalism because we're mad at this person, you know, regardless of how you feel about the Nerosa. Um, so that's just something because it's relevant to the, the conversation. Uh, that's something that I just noticed early on. It, it, it kind of got normal as the show went on, but um, early on, it just kind of felt like commentary was like lying to me. Uh, and it, it was just kind of, it was kind of awkward, uh, but you know, that's kind of all I have to say about the match. Uh, does anyone else have anything else they want to say about this uh, this women's eliminator match with Tony Storm and, and Penelope? I thought it was great. I thought it was Feminist. a solid match. Um, I love women's wrestling, so I'm going to be biased regardless. Um, but I think Tony as uh, interim champ was like a really good decision. Mm-hmm. On that end. So I'm excited to see her reign at her next opponents. The women's division definitely... Go ahead, go ahead, Monty. Penelope Ford coming back and immediately losing twice on TV isn't, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it's a nice spot for her to get in and still be used on TV because, uh, you know, people like her and she's, you know, she can go out there and she can have a match. And, but, you know, well, I'm confused, Monty. Are you saying that you don't like that she came back and lost twice? Are you saying that? I'm just thinking, I don't know, man. It's a. Uh... It's a, it's a, it's just a bit of a weird one, you know. Because, uh, because I'm not saying, I'm not saying, right? pu- I'm not saying push her or anything. Like that. I'm just no, saying. no, no, no. I understand. But, no, but the thing is, Benelope before she's, she's like, where she can work and people like her. Right? But she's, <laughs> but she's, she's never gonna be fucking AEW Women's Champion. Yeah, never of course. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not saying that. Right? Uh, so it's like if we, if we put her on TV, people like her. People like looking at Penelope before and shit, and she can put on a decent match. And we could beat her, you know what I'm saying? So I feel that's a, that's a good position for her to be in. So her coming back and losing twice, I don't think it's a big deal, especially since one of them was on Rampage because nobody's watching Rampage. That was Except even shorter as well. Um, I don't know, to be honest. Because what's the what's the what's the what's what's the alternative? We put Penelope Ford on TV. Who can we ever beat? Sky Blue. <laughs> then we have then we have a fucking Penelope Four versus Sky Blue matches on TV. Like nobody wants that shit, bro. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I, wouldn't, much, I, wouldn't, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I don't know what to say about that. To me, Penelope Ford is just kind of pigeonholed where she is. Where where it's just like uh, she's there to be there and lose matches. I think, yeah, I think it, I think it's because it's like it's how insignificant her coming back after quite a long while feels. You know, yeah. because um. She loses the matches, yeah, cool, but it's almost like somewhat dismissive. Do you know what I mean? Uh, the I think it was Athena the last match. She lost that in like three minutes, and um, yesterday was good until it wasn't. Like the finish looked like shit, um, <laughs> but you know you get what you get. And definitely to Ayo's point, like I'm not saying run Penelope Ford versus Sky Blue matches just to give Penelope wins, but. Um, I think my point is, is just kind of how insignificant it's felt having a back, you know. Um, yeah, but overall, the match, the match was all right. Like I said, it was pretty good until it wasn't. Um, but yeah, man, Tony is interim champion. It's probably uh, probably the smart choice, being as reports have suggested that she's she was going to beat Thunder Rosa anyway. Um, the quick, uh, quick, situation quick, is very weird. Quick, um, quick breaking news. 
Um, for today's NFL opener, The Rock appeared at SoFi Stadium to cut a promo, and they played his theme song. SoFi Stadium is the, is the home of WrestleMania next year. And so, you know. Interesting. Interesting. Just, just tossing that out there. Dwayne Johnson, who a lot of people think is going to be facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania next year in, in California, uh, appeared in that same venue for the NFL to cut a promo. So just, just, just tossing it out since it just happened. I got a hundred dollars on the Rams. <laughs> Money who, who, line. who are they playing? I, I'm, I'm still out of the loop. Who are they playing? Fed all the NFL oh. tool. You've got Brit, you got Brit on the screen. Fuck all that <laughs> shit, bro. Um we're doing a Dynamite review. What's next on uh, my, my guy yeah, one for yeah, yeah, I'm in the UK. I'm not here to yeah, do man, NFL I, too. <laughs> Listen, what's so next on or what's next? What's Brian next Danielson, Brian Danielson and Hangman Page had a tremendous match on TV, free television, pay-per-view quality match. I'm not even sure this is the very next thing on the show, but it feels like it was. Uh the next important thing, frankly, um, after some backstage bits and, and, and promos. And uh oh, they went back oh, and forth. They they went back and forth, they stiffed each other really hard. They 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 it was a really hard hitting match. Um and uh ultimately Brian Danielson hit the Rusaiku knee. And then he got a he got a quick one on, on on Hangman Page, and he advanced to the next round of the tournament. Yo, when did when did Danielson decide he was going to start ending matches with the Busaku knee again? Because like at the beginning of AEW, he made it a point to like never end a match with it. I I have a theory, Ao. I think um I think in recent since his return um uh, from the concussion, he's re-implemented more Daniel Bryan into his wrestling. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Whether it's it, whether it's um, the long hair or the re-implementation uh, of the running corner drop kicks, which he was not doing in every match, he did in some of them. Um, there's just a lot of things he's doing in matches now. That's very much what Daniel Bryan did in matches, and uh, the Busaikuni comes with that. I, I thought straight up the match with Hager was literally a match he would have had with Hager on a Raw episode uh, in in his peak in WWE. So uh, it's just something I noticed. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Anyways, anyways, what do you guys do? You guys agree with the result? And what do you guys think of the match? We'll start with Alexia. What was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> do you agree with the result of the Danielson Hangman match? Oh yeah, for and, sure. And and, and 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 what do you think of the match itself? Of the match itself, I thought it was great. I'm like, I feel like Hangman and both Danielson, they both give like really solid matches. Like they're someone who can actually like work pretty well yeah. but for me personally i feel like it was the correct choice like daniel shin should have 100 percent won even though i love him man like that is i love him but i would have to go over um danielson with this one mm. i think uh before I, I turn it over I, I think it's cool that we had a matchup with such high level upper tier talents just randomly on a dynamite and I, I know like um you know usually they want to build to things like that but uh I think it's nice sometimes to just kind of just do something like this out of the blue. Like I, it was a really pleasant surprise. Like, holy crap, like Brian Danielson and Hangman Page are just going to wrestle on Dynamite. Um, and yeah, generally you do want to kind of try to draw money and pay-per-view and build these types of things. But I think it's also nice sometimes to just say like, hey, you know, this guy's the top tier guy. That guy's the top tier guy. We're going to just let them wrestle on the show and there's going to be a clean finish. You know, we, instead of overly always, you know, worrying so much about, oh my God, we got to protect this guy. We got to protect that guy. We got to do an interference or this and that. They just wrestled, had a great match. Hangman lost, and I think because it was a clean loss, it almost he wanted feels, to roll up. Yeah, yeah, and he just is, which is a wrestling move. And frankly, I don't think oh, it diminishes. 
Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it diminishes Hangman. You know, I just mm-hmm. he just lost. You know, he was no. the better man for that night. Go ahead, Ayo. Um, Daniels has never beaten Hangman before, uh, so that's fine. It's just, Hangman loses so fucking much now, man. Does he? I hate it, bro. Like, Does he really? He loses. What's the last time he won a big match? He hasn't had them. I don't remember <laughs> his matches because he loses them all, bro. I can't remember. Bro, ever since he lost, ever since he lost the title, he, he beat Silas Young, Dave, uh, <laughs> he beat Finley, um, and then he done nothing. And then the trios tournament, which you know, he was only in the final four, which yeah, he lost, but obviously he lost. Um, oh, he hasn't he hasn't done anything. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, I'm about to go to his cage match right now. I think honestly, it's just Finley and Silas Young since he's dropped the belt. Look, it's crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> so he lost to Danielson, he lost to the elite, he lost to hold on. He lost the Royal Rampage thing, which is whatever. He lost the RWGP World Title match. He lost. Uh, then he lost to CM Punk. Bro, all he does is lose, my nigga. And that's okay. I still love him. So he hasn't had a singles match other than Silas and Finlay since. Um, yes. No wonder. Yeah. Until cool. until last night, of course. That's why I said I, I don't remember his last That's, That's crazy, crazy bro. bro. I don't think it's a big deal or anything. I, I'm not saying he's getting buried or none of that. Oh, hey, no, man, of course not. It's so hot. He could he could get heated up in in a second. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. Like, he just loses so I I hate to see my nigga lose. But it was a great match. Loved it. Free television, pay-per-view quality match, all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was announced for Rampage um, that Sammy Guevara will be facing Darby Allen, and we got a, a bit of a pre-tape for that. Yeah, and uh, that's that's a tournament matchup. Yeah, uh, they they they've, they've had a number of matches in the past, and they have really good chemistry. So um, that's that's a good one for that show. Also announced for for Rampage was um, Dax Harwood versus Claudio Castagnoli. Which yo, Dax mistaken, Harwood, I have information that will lead to his arrest. But why are you doing afraid. this bit again? If I'm not mistaken, it's for the Ring of Honor Championship. And, uh, you know, Dax is a bald man who can wrestle his ass off. And Claudio Castagnoli is a bald man who can wrestle his ass off. Dax gives a bad name to bald men everywhere. We do not so, He's not part of our community. And so uh, this is going to be great. You know, because they're great wrestlers, and 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 it, this is on paper, this is the best looking rampage lineup in a long, long, long time. TK rampage said been, he was gonna fix it, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and said, I'm a fix rampage. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad because rampage has been glorified elevation on television, you know. So, so yo, so, I'm sorry, Israel. I feel like I exposed your DMs a lot, but you the shit you be saying be so fucking funny. Israel said. Penelope Ford <laughs> and the bunny aren't the same person. I thought it was, and she just changed her name. <laughs> that is hilarious. This was so funny. I love her. Yeah, no, is she's you're a queen. Israel, you are a queen. Anyone see any of this on Twitter earlier? Uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, UFC had a had a, a altercation or something. Yeah, they did. That's a uh, that's standard practice and procedure <laughs> for it. Appreciate the super chat, by the way, Bam. Um. Here we are. Oh, Ayo. We got uh oh this is nice. This is nice. Limitless club five dollars. I just want to thank Ayo for always making my days better with the spaces and podcast. You are an amazing personality, man. 
Hey, man, genuinely, that means a lot to me. I appreciate it, bro. Shout out to you. Absolutely. So uh, with that said, uh, Monty, is there anything left besides the main event before we get right into this? Um, Wardlow. Yeah, that's right. Wardlow squashed Tony Nese. And he cut a yeah. promo afterwards basically saying, like, you know, people on the internet are saying I lost momentum and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm here I'm to remind here. everybody. I'm still him. And I'm going to remind everyone that this is Wardlow's world. Um, we talked a bit about Wardlow and, and his limitations as a performer and, and what they can do about that. Um, but, uh, I just think, you know. wait, I think when you've got that look, you see, you see when you've got a look like Wardlow? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we say limitations, but like what do we mean? <clears throat> like he's not going to go out there and wrestle like Omega, or like, of course not. But for a big guy, bro, we can go. Like what the? Do you know what I mean? It's it's just, for like, it's because it's AEW and the standard in ring is so yeah. fucking high. And yeah. obviously, people people circle Wardlow as like a future world champion, a future big big player. And obviously, then comes the worries of is Wardlow going to be able to have the four and a half star, five star matches that deserve to be in AEW events because that's what the fan base is grew accustomed to. Um, but I'm, not, I'm, not I'm, I'm personally... A worker or anything. I'm just saying it's just like... I don't know, yeah. bro. Jake, I know, Jake I, Hager I get be it, doing his it. thing when, when he gets... Jake Hager be out there what? doing... What? <laughs> are, are we doing Jake this? Hager? But my, my thing with my thing with um <laughs> my thing with Wardlow mm-hmm. is if you you know if you just you know how I mentioned him in my little short list of people who I'd focus on now now that there's some spots that are freed up. Um it's like Meltzer and Brian were talking about potentially just completely pulling the trigger on him, put the belt on him in the next couple of months. And you could probably get a good rain out of it, honestly, if you just make him wrestle like Danielson, hangman. You know, just put him in there with absolute beast in ring workers. I'm not sure how that would work in like a uh, how it would work booking wise and storyline wise, but I think AEW have that many good people that Wardlow could have great matches with, even though he's not an elite worker like a Danielson and a Mayaga, a Hangman, even a Moxley. Um, I think you could still do something with it, man. I really do. I feel like. The limitations in Wardlow's game can sometimes be a little bit overstated. I don't know why AO was completely like AO is talking about Jake Hager. Uh, That's just crazy. That's just mad. Is, 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 is him Listen, Hager a better worker? Jake Hager's last two matches are, are with are with uh, Claudio Castagnoli and Brian Danielson, and, and now now AO's talking about this guy like he's freaking. <laughs> yeah. Hey bro, hey bro, go, go, yeah, go yeah. watch the tape. Go watch the tape. That match he had with Eddie He's tricked you, bro. Crazy. You know, that's what AO that always says. He's tricked you, bro. Next, next, next <laughs> January 6th rally, you might see me oh there with Hager. This is crazy. You're insane. That, that's insane. You're insane. He's he's not serious, and the Russell Pierce podcast does not co-sign that. Um, no, but the Russell Pierce podcast loves Trump. This is crazy. Man, that is not uh that is not <laughs> true. That'll, that'll never be true, you know. Certainly not me. Certainly not me. Edibles is kicking my ass, bro. He's getting he's getting his pulling apart, right bro. 
yeah. I'll try uh, and find out what was on Dynamite before the main event before we uh before we jump I, straight I, to I, it. I feel like we I feel like we got everything that was important. Um, um go ahead, Alexi. Go to go to Alexi. Swerve came out to uh, oh yeah, reactions, yeah a lot of cheers, a lot of booze. That when they pull the heel, me. when they pull the trigger on his heel turn, feel that's go, that shit gonna go crazy. Um, they're obviously dropping the belts at uh at a uh, Grand Slam. I don't know, man. Actually, I don't know if it's that obvious. I but something's happening at Grand Slam. Can I can I, can I say something about or, that? Can I say something about that? What's up? Um. You know, we were just talking about you know spots opening up at the top with, with the absences of, of the Brand the, uh, the beat. Yeah, <laughs> talking about yeah, right. Yeah, yeah but, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that I can co-sign. But yo, here's the thing: we talk about spots opening up at the top, right? And it's just like this is a this is an opportunity. There was a couple high level guys that just kind of had to get pigeonholed in certain spots for the time being because of the the congestion in the main event scene. And I think this is a decent opportunity for Swerve and Our Glory to drop the tag belts, and then you kind of go with an uh, ascended heel Swerve singles push, and Keith Lee kind of doing his his thing in the singles ranks as well because Keith Lee's great, you know, and, yeah. and Swerve is really good as well. So yeah, man. Again, AEW is a, a really really deep roster. And so it's like, I got a question for you, bro. Are you yeah. scared that if um Swerve gets pushed to the moon, that he's going? Actually, never, never mind. Let me not say that. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a DM you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you the way you started it, I was I like, was <laughs> the way you started it, I knew you were about to say something. That's so, I was like, wait a minute, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was gonna be shambolic, bro. It was gonna be shambolic. DM it, DM it to me, DM it to me. You know, read this right now because I want, I want your reaction live. Okay, okay. Hold on, let me find the podcast. I'll feel, I'll feel better with the uh, super chat. Andrew the Giant, this was from earlier on. Um, I missed the discourse about women's tag champs being crowned. Good on Hangman sticking to his guns. Uh, lots of folks turning on punks that used to love him. Well, you know, that's what happens when something controversial, divisive, crazy, chaotic happens all this weekend. People pick sides, people switch lanes, people, you know, they uh, they get a bit crazy. <laughs> they get a bit crazy on this Twitter. Right? Hey man, people, people are just such you, bro. Okay. Nah. Magician Stafford, Magician Stafford says five dollars. Honestly, keep Wardlow strong and start a program with Andrade until full gear. Then have him drop the TNT title to Andrade. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't see personally for me. I know, mm. like he's doing that. Um, I don't know if, I like, guess, like the feud is over or not with Ricky. Yeah. Personally, I would love to see Wardlow and Hobbs feud. Mm. Um, just because I want to see big meat men slapping meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with big meat men slapping meat. Uh, look at Mont- Monty celebrating in the corner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah those are the matches. Those are the matches. Uh. We're gonna start. That's what I want. I need the wrestle purist territory. You know, Mm -hmm. we start it up. Meat bumping, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ayo, you're a maniac. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm glad that I'm glad there wasn't any overt. um, uh, Like they didn't like make it seem like uh, MJF was part of Stokely's crew. 
you know, I, I love Stokely as a talent. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on with this collection of guys that they, they put him with. I'm not really sure where, that, where that's going. Um, but it, it didn't seem like Max was linked to them. Um, so the the hope that I have that is still kept alive is that he just paid them for their services rather than he's in a stable with them. Yeah. So that, that's yet to be determined, but I, I hope that's what we're doing. 100%. Um, but with that said, guys, West Side Gun showed up last night. And oh. he... He performed for for Daniel Garcia. His last appearance on Dynamite was was the same show that uh that Kevin Gates was on. Actually, funny enough, it was the week after uh, Swerve and Our Glory won the tag titles, and Kevin Gates was there, and and uh, West Side Gun was was was, was ringside, and, and and the uh, commentary didn't really make a big deal about it. They didn't really point him out. They didn't put a, make a graphic for him, and uh, a number of people, not just myself, but a number of people, kind of noted that that was kind of weird. You know, that like they didn't really, they kind of no-sold him. And I tweeted about it. And, uh, you know, it, it clearly Daniel felt the same way and wanted to make right on that, which is why he got the live performance in Buffalo. And I thought that, that whole thing was super, super cool. Um, it, it was really cool that uh, these young wrestlers got to main event Dynamite. It almost felt like a statement to a degree. Like it was like, mm-hmm. you know what, listen, there's a lot of shit going on, but we have so many talented people, so many young wrestlers. And here's a glimpse of what the future of AEW looks like. And uh, it's very positive. You know, Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta had a match yesterday. And um, it was, you could say so many different things. And I'm sure Alexia has so many superlatives that she's ready to unleash on YouTube. Um, And perhaps maybe not uh, suitable for YouTube. But um, (laughs) uh, the way I see it, yeah, the way I see it, uh, this was beautiful, Monty. It made me happy. I I think that um, even though Danielson... And and Hangman maybe was the best match of the night. It's really close, actually. Um, this was the most important match of the show by a country mile. Um, this is like a, a key pivotal moment in Daniel's career. It's very important that AEW did this, and uh, mm-hmm. it was it was my type of thing, frankly, Monty. I think the the duo of Daniel and Yuta is really cool. It's one of those like dynamics that like you want to keep seeing them wrestle. Like you don't get tired of it. You're um, wrestling soulmates. Yeah, really. There, there, there is such thing as wrestling soulmates. They definitely exist, and I think when you just click with that one person, not to sound cheesy, um, you really can fight forever and wrestle for years to come, and it becomes like a generational rivalry that people really get excited for. And this is not going to be the last time that they wrestle, and nor should it be. Um, this is just another chapter, and and it, it's very reminiscent to me, Monty, when I look at these two guys and people, someone like Lee Moriarty. Um, it's very reminiscent of the days of like Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko. And you know Chris Benoit mm-hmm. and people like that, where it's a collective of really, really talented technical wrestlers who just mm-hmm. wrestle each other over and over again in different promotions. And it's one of those things that they take that matchup place to place to place. And now you know Garcia and you are on are on the main stage. And yo, Hangman, is this your brother? Wait, what, what, what do you say? Young Yang. What did he say in the chat? Hangman is a Mark Get Off Punk Meat Little Bro. Is that your brother? No comment. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> hey Monty, um, oh, somebody in the comments uh, wants to know what do you think about United Empire? Do you think they're cool? But the world thing really United Empire. No oh, boy. <laughs> I feel, oh, why do I feel like I'm getting set up right now? Oh, boy. I'm just asking. What do you think about them? Um, Personally, for you, he asked specifically for you for your opinion, mm-hmm. Montel. WB. No, no boy. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting set up, but I think they're tremendous. Okay. You know? I think they're tremendous. Okay. Doesn't everybody? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's the right answer. 
Well, Osprey is transcendent. He's a ridiculous athlete. He's like the most athletic person in pro wrestling. Uh, with Osprey's, yeah. with Osprey's, uh, you know, no, we we, it's very easy to pick a guy from a US promotion, but Will Osprey definitely has a like a very very legitimate shout of being the best wrestler in the world right now, wrestler yeah, of the year, etc. Whatever you want to call it. I don't think he's not wrestler of the year just because the shit that um Mars has been doing, but he's definitely the best wrestler alive right now. He's Bro, Osprey, Osprey's. Osprey's match record this year, bro. Like you can put it next to Moxley's. I'm telling you, bro. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's pretty insane. Like, and some of the carry jobs as well have been like outrageous. And there's a number. Of, there's a number of them because the guy wrestles at Revolution Pro, you know. So like, Rev Pro. Yeah, yeah. Rev Pro matches, bro. He, it, it's you know, literally, it's things, literally him like, industry planting guys though. About how y'all how y'all be disrespecting my Nigerian brother Michael Oku. Well, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna do it today. I'm not gonna do it yeah. today. I'm not I'm not gonna talk but, on but but to wrap uh, up on, 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 on United Empire, the, the new UE in wrestling. Friend of Russell Pure's podcast, by the way. Well, front of big AO. I don't think he fucks with y'all because y'all fucking look at this. Fuck me for. Monty, I want to know what do you think about the queen dying? Oh boy! Do you know I've been asked this by about three people outside like, of the outside of the uh, outside of the UK today. Um, <laughs> hilarious. Honestly, like when it comes to the royal family and stuff like that, like people of my generation, I'm 25, so like yeah. anyone my age younger, like no one cares. We don't know them. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like no, nobody like knows what the Queen was like. Like we didn't grow up watching the Queen gives like gotcha. speeches, speeches in the middle age and stuff. So there's mm. like no attachment whatsoever. Whereas okay. like my mom, my mom was kind of you know she was like, oh that's a shame, <laughs> but like she wasn't crying or anything like that. But um, yeah, Yo, um, Big AO's take on the Queen is rest in piss, you fucking bozo. You colonize my people for generations. Uh, Kwenu, Naja Kwenu. I'm Nigerian. Uh, Great Britain colonizers for I don't even know how long, but you know, rest in peace. You're in hell right now. Um, your son can eat a dick. He a pedophile. Um, what else? Probably the royal family oh, slander on the wrestling oh, yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> a- Ao, you can add it to the title like Ao shoots on royal family. That's, that's <laughs> all I gotta say. Fuck royal family. Fuck Great Britain. Fuck every British person I ever met. My just can't hold on. Well, hold up. Oh, uh, Charlie. Charlie, this doesn't pertain to you. I, Charlie, I have so much family in London. I'm kidding. This is a little joke. One ninety nine. Uh, Nakajima in the states this year. You see him on Dynamite. Um, I don't know. No. No, not at the minute, bro. So, so you, so you, he, need, he needs to go. There. He needs to go take classes or some shit. and CM Punk need to be going to therapy together. Oh my god! Well, no, yeah, hold listen, on. listen, I don't think in the state that AEW's in right now, Tony's gonna want to bring in a guy who his last wrestling appearances he's really knocks like, Lee Moriarty out cold yeah. middle of the ring. <laughs> Nakajima versus Roosh. Unless, <laughs> unless, unless this psychopath Brian Danielson is just like Tony, it would make me feel things physically in my body. Disgusting. If I fought this guy, I fucking like, love Nakajima. It could one of my ten favorite I, wrestlers. I, I, honestly, honestly that he needs. There's something going on with him, bro. He need. Yeah, it, it's you should together. It's, it's yeah, a bad anyone that doesn't know, because obviously you know we have uh, yeah, yeah, a, few, exactly. a few people viewing it. Nakajima, yeah. he wrestles for Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan. 
Um, obviously, No is known for having a very stiff style. Nakajima, on two separate occasions in like the past month, has um, shoot KO'd people. Three separate by, occasions. By and he's a shoot. One of them, one of them was a one of them was a straight up kick to the head. The other one yeah. was a palm strike. Both were pretty ugly. And, and it's not the, like it's not a whoopsie daisy. I messed up. Like no, nah, he, he's he, yeah, out he's, cold. A, he's, he's a man. Also like, hard. I'm, I'm gonna do this. Like, he's he's a legitimate fighter who just happens to also wrestle. So like he's not these people out on purpose. He's also unfortunately a fucking tremendous wrestler. I fucking yeah. love Nakajima, bro. <laughs> well, um, Monty, the funny thing about this is we're talking about this. I literally genuinely believe that Brian Danielson is psychotic enough. In this state, with with, with this reputation, still be like, I'll wrestle him. Yeah, he would one hundred percent. He would get kicked out of it. It'd probably end his career, but he'd get kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> he would. It would. It would literally like the, the, he would be stiff wrestling this man. Like so, yeah. Um, but but to wrap up because I never listen. Listen, Alexia, uh, the United Empire are great stable. Osprey is great, and um, you know, shout out to shout out to Fletcher and Davis. They they're they're a hell of a tag team in their own right. You know what I mean? They're they're, they're a hell of a tag team. So shout out to them. Really fucking good. Yo, yeah. um, we need <laughs> young Yang said no brothers in the attorney. What's going mm-hmm. on, TK? Yo, tell your brother to chill. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you say? Put him on the screen. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. Kimo Savi, $2. Ayo, react to TK shouting out Corny with Rampage tweet. Did he shout out Cornette with his Rampage tweet? Someone read me the tweet because I genuinely don't know what he said. Did he actually shout out Cornette? But my, my my overall take on TK and this whole Cornette situation without being hyperbolic is TK putting over Cornette and allowing Cornette to say these things. that he's, I mean, not allowing him to say, but, but hearing the shit that Cornette says about his EVPs, laying his slides, giving Cornette compliments on the backhand, and being like, oh, Cornette taught me everything that I know about wrestling, whether he likes it or not, complimenting Cornette, putting him over it led to moments like this. If he mm-hmm. hit that Actually, shit yeah. in the Actually, butt yeah. from the from the from the moment that it happened, if he was like, "Bro, if you not fucking with my people, I don't fuck with you." If he did that from the moment that any of this, none of this would have ever happened. FTR wouldn't feel like they could just run around sucking Cornette's dick all fucking day. CM Punk wouldn't be doing fucking inside Cornette jokes on Dynamite and shit with the the pocket shit is whatever. I don't care about that. But I'm just saying like. TK fostered this environment where people felt like they could disrespect the elite. You, you, know, you know what it is? And, and this is going to lead to a broader point that's going to circle us back on topic to the main event. Um, the way I see it, Monty, I, I think that what's really the crux of some of this issue generally is that um, the two camps, whether it's CM Punk and his guys and the elite, I think that they're having a power struggle. To, uh, uh, and, and the fight is over Tony Khan's ear. In terms of the direction of AEW, because I think they all like the promotion, but I think that they have different visions of pro wrestling, just as Cody did with the previous CGPs, um, and, and they're trying to steer it in, in that direction. And, and I think whether it's whether it's you know one side trying to take AEW towards Reseda-ism, you know, and the other side trying to take it towards <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, Reseda-ism, and then there's the other side that's trying to take to AEW towards Crockettism. You know, and and, and 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 it's a it's a power struggle, and you could tell Tony is a fan of both, and I think that's a product of the fact that he's such a longtime fan who's seen everything, and he thinks mm. like he thinks both types of wrestling are awesome in their own rights, and so clearly, you know, for the for, 
Receitaism, yeah. And, and so clearly Tony was trying to, you know, play to both sides and just kind of let them both do what they want to do on the show. But clearly it was a power struggle and a philosophical struggle. And frankly, in that philosophical struggle, I'm sure Tony probably does in, in some way, shape or form, understand the perspective of Tim Cornette. And that perspective is also probably shared, obviously, in a probably less toxic and, um, you know, pointed way but, uh, by NFTR or CM Punk or certain guys like that. And I'm sure Tony's like, yeah, man, like, let's draw money. Let's have heat. Let's have these angles. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's work the right way. Let's blah, blah, blah. And take down Tony's probably like, nah, man, you know, multi-man tags and all this cool shit is awesome too. And blah, 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 blah. And, and I think it's really interesting, Monty, that we had Reseedism versus Crockettism. And it ultimately re resulted in the, the leaders of these movements being suspended. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and what we have in its wake is a tournament that's probably going to, that has a chance to end with John Moxley versus Brian, Brian Danielson. And when you look at it, what was the, what was the beginning of their storyline about? The future of professional wrestling in AEW. And what's the right way to take AEW? And so it's really interesting that, you know, in this fight over who earns Tony's ear, what we have left are the two guys that all along have been just trying to lead AEW in a certain direction. Lead and so maybe, example. And yeah. so maybe the answer wasn't Reseedism, and maybe it wasn't Crockettism. Maybe what it really is, and we saw a glimpse of it tonight, was whatever you want to call this Brian Danielson-ism. <laughs> uh, William Adam, Regal. Wait, what the fuck is going on with my sound? With like WWE, fun. right? Is yeah, everybody wrestles the same. Everybody yeah. does the same holds, everybody does the same suplexes, everybody does the same belly. Everybody does the same shit, right? Yeah. In mm -hmm. in, in AW, there was a whole bunch of styles like fucking Cody Rhodes is doing his NWA cosplay. The Young Bucks was on their receded shit. Kenny Omega was doing his New Japan New shit. Everybody, it was a, it was a whole it was a whole mixed bag, and that's how it should be. Like, people mm -hmm. get don't worry about yourself. Get your shit off. Stop worrying about what other people are doing, bro. Like, Styles makes fights. Like, I don't want to see an entire NWA episode. I don't want to see an entire PWG Young Bucks fest and shit because Private Party could try. I love Private Party. But if they just tried to be the Young Bucks, it's just going to come off horrible because you're not yeah. the Young Bucks, bro. Blake Christian, you're not Will Ospreay, bro. <laughs> so they're just like, dude, like, work, yeah, work to your strengths and shit. Like, everybody, you can't make a whole promotion and be like, no, this is what we're doing now. Because it just mm -hmm. comes off bland and boring and terrible. Nobody trying to see that shit. <clears throat> I think, I think it's well said, Ao. To me, the variety of AEW, its versatility is a massive strength. And um, the best wrestling products to me are the ones that have so much to offer. I mean, WCW in its peak, you know, you had the cruiserweights, you had the luchadors, you had the guys who were technical wrestlers, you had guys in the mid card who worked completely differently. And and just top to bottom, it's a product where like then you, you had know, fucking Kevin Knight, fucking Jack Knight, powerbombing motherfucker. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and that's the thing. It's like like you said with WWE, you know, they're trying to reverse that now, but for the longest time, it's like. Every Raw match is the same structure, you know what I mean? It's like babyface. Yo, shot. hey, man, I think I hate your brother, bro. Wait, 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 wait. This nigga trolling me. This he, nigga he, trolling he, me and he's starting to work. So. Hold on. Someone, someone, someone read his comments. I'm not seeing it. Put it up on the screen. <laughs> Which one? Bro. 
any of them. I haven't seen any of them. Oh, he, he probably sent me the super chat earlier. You read it out. No, because the, the, the last one that just triggered me is that this nigga was like, free Miro, nigga. Like, nigga, shut your ass up. Was this one as well from earlier? No, no, bro. It's an attorney. What's going on? You don't want to if you give that man a mic, he'd be a freaking menace, bro. He would he would terrorize so many people. Like he y'all think like you you can be above trolling and you can tank certain things. I I don't he would make almost everybody in here break. But um yeah, nah. (laughs) Tony got no cojones. Oh fucking (laughs) word. That's crazy. (laughs) Listen, uh but anyways, regalism, whatever you want to call it, Fujinamiism. Dynamite Kidism, that's that's Brian Danielson's vision of pro wrestling. And, uh, you know, it's a subjective medium, but it's, it's a vision that I very much agree with. I legit had to delete one of his comments. Oh, boy. Why? What did he do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but, yeah, so the main event was awesome. You know, yeah. Yuta Garcia, crowd was really into it. Daniels, uh, Garcia's a Buffalo boy. You know, they were chanting, like, let's go Buffalo. And these guys were, 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 having, were going at it. And, and I think one of the biggest accomplishments is this is a, it was technically a pure rules match, even though they didn't work it like a pure rules match. And, um, you know, the crowd was into it. Twitter was into it. Seemingly everybody that watched the show was into the match, you know, which is which is cool because sometimes technical wrestling can be a bit divisive and can be a bit, you know, dicey in terms of is everybody going to get into it? So um, kudos to them. They got their match over. It was great. Uh, Garcia got a big moment in his hometown and he won the pure championship. Um, I love this main event. I thought it was special, to be honest with you. And uh, it was a special moment, you know. And, and and Brian Danielson walking out, crowning him, and giving him his belt, wrap, tying it around his waist, and having him shake the hands of the man he beat. That whole piece of business was beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it, it made story sense, but I think it was also symbolic, Monty. It almost mm-hmm. felt like Danielson kind of trying oh, yeah, to yeah, 100% was. <laughs> you know, so I got I got a, I got a question. I got a yeah. question. So, do we still think that Garcia is going to join the BCC, and do you want that to happen? Slash, do you think it needs to happen? Alexia. I can't hear her. We've lost her. We can't hear you, Alexia. We've lost you, Alexia. Hello? Yes. There she is. Okay, I accidentally turned off my mic. She's, like, starting to talk. Um, I said, for me personally, I... I mean, obviously, like, a part of me does want Garcia to go to, like, BCC just because, you know, that's, like, I feel like that's, like, already, like, a really good stable, right. um, and he would fit in, but at the same time, it's, like, I, like, I don't know, I don't really, like, see him in the Jericho Appreciation Society for a little bit longer, so, but I would kind of like the idea of him just kind of, like, you know, going off on his own, but still, like, getting, like, yeah. advice and, like, being, like, like Brian being like his mentor, mm-hmm. which would be cool because I don't know. I feel like that would just fit him. Yeah, the way the way I see it, uh, Monty. You know, William Riggle gave his opinion, which was that he wants Yuta to have really good talent to kind of sharpen him up. By size that about him. every single person, anyone in yeah. the yeah. combat yeah. group wrestle. Uh, <laughs> in, in my opinion, I think God it would be kind of an interesting dynamic if they still had a really heated rivalry. 
while being in the same team. Like, if they continue to just wrestle each other while being under the same banner, while Danielson just kind of watches them fight amongst each other as rival students, is a really you have cool Danielson idea. in one corner and Mark in the other corner or something, you know? Not, not, not even that, just, just him literally presiding over these two just grappling and being being rivals and being competitive and i mean it's not like wb where they do like kind of segments and bits in different locations too much but could you just imagine a bit where like uh they're like working out in like some type of gym or some type of you know judo place or something and Danielson just kind of says you know i gotta be honest with you Yuta, uh garcia's kind of passing you up here and he's like really pissed at him saying that like just imagine young, in the chat right now, you're adopted, little bro. Wait, 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 so yeah, man, I wouldn't mind if they if they joined if he joined the stable and continued to just be just as much of a competitive um, presence against Yuta uh, amongst uh, under the banner of Danielson. Um, I wouldn't mind that um, for those who maybe it's a work. I'm weak <laughs> for the for the, <laughs> this guy. For, he's, he's just turned into a shit poster. Um, for those who are who remember this. Uh, Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle were tag team champions uh, in in on SmackDown in in, in two thousand two. They hated each other, right? They hated each other in every segment. Literally every segment, it turned into them like literally starting to like knock like knock into each other and like grapple on the floor because they were so competitive. And you'd have these matches where they'd be like, I- "I'm gonna tap this guy out in two seconds," and it's like, "Watch what I do tonight." And they'll have singles matches on the show, and even though they're the tag champs, and then they'd also defend the tag titles. So. I think it'd be a really interesting dynamic. Frankly, the more I the more I say this, I'm kind of talking myself into wanting to see Yuta and Garcia win the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships while being extremely competitively, just like you know, really competitive with each other. Yeah, I literally, I literally had that thought last night, but then I, I was just like, didn't they just set up the whole Claudio and uh, Yuta thing? But I mean, you could just throw yeah. that away. You know yeah, what I'm but I, I had the same thought. That would be fire. And, you know, you know what I realized. So Yuta could not be Brian Danielson, right? But Garcia did. Now, could you imagine if Claudio and Yuta couldn't beat FTR, but Yuta and Garcia did? You know, mm-hmm. and you, you just have this looming thing where he's just like, bro, it's because I'm just to you, bro. Can't cap to you, bro. Can't okay. have Claudio drop the FTR. They have the entire heel locker room come from the back and jump Claudio while the ref is distracted and then drag him off to the fucking prisoner Azkaban and walk that nigga away. And then it's just fucking 17 on one against Yuta. I cannot have Claudio jobbing the FTR. Listen, well, um, I don't mind. <laughs> listen, uh, it, some it, bad you, things, bro. You, Yuta could eat the pain, and then and then listen. Just imagine Garcia is the one who wins the tag belt with him, and he's like, "Bro, this keeps happening because I'm better than you. That's why your master, that's why your, your your teacher took me in. And listen, little bro, I'm gonna just I'm gonna help you get better, bro. And Yuta's just like, man, fuck you. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I think it could be it could be really entertaining banter and great wrestling that could come from that. So I think I, I think that should be considered. To be honest with you, what did you guys think of the main event? I fucking love these. Oh, I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
really good. You, you enjoyed the wrestling, right? I did. Oh, my God. Oh. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <coughs> Jesus Christ. The wrestling um, was really good. Yeah. yeah. Monty, Yo, I love technical wrestling. Shout out to friend of the show. <laughs> friend of uh, Russell Pierce. Were you thoughts about when the Boston crab was con- was was changing? I was like, oh my god, a single a single leg Boston crab. Yes, oh, I ate it up. What, what about when 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 we got a Fujiwara arm bar and a and a, you know and, yep. and the shark Oh man, we had a, we had we had some nice Saido suplexes in there, you know. We had a, a superplex, a lot of good stuff, right? A lot of great technical yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Great, Monty. Oh no, no, wait. Actually, Ayo, you wanted to shout somebody out. Did I? Oh no, no. Oh yes, no. Shout out to Kyle Fletcher, friend of the uh, Russell Pierce Baddies Division. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Um, we gonna get them to get him on an episode. Yeah, Kyle, just pull up, man. Pull up. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just talk over, bro. We'll just talk about bitches. You know what I mean? But, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're, we're going to talk about pro wrestling. Um, there you go. <laughs> uh, Monty, what did you make of the main event, man? And just the general piece of business of having these two young guys, you know, guys yeah. who Brian Dance and co-sign, main event the show. Well, no, Israel said, I want Daniel to low bro Yuta and make him his assistant to be <laughs> Yo, Israel hates me. <laughs> Israel, Israel just once she's got an agenda, bro. It's, it's, <laughs> she hates Wheelie Uta. Yeah, man. Uh, Wheelie Uta versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, there's not really too much left to be said about it, but we haven't already uh, touched on already. But, yeah. you know, it was a great match. Two great, truly great young talents. Um, mm-hmm. Great moment for Garcia. Great to see him get the entrance as well. Um the you know the whole scene with Danielson wrapping about around him at the end that was a very nice touch really hammered home how much of a moment this was for him um, obviously it has its, it has storyline implications as well with Danielson versus Brian next week etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, you know the match has worked really well they done they always do a really great job of making them uh, making the matches feel like they're actually quite heated between the two yeah um, the, te- the technical wrestling's always on point. Um, yeah, man, they they just they just have chemistry. Like sometimes it's just that simple. They just have set chemistry, <laughs> simple as they've uh, they've done a lot of minutes with each other in the ring now, uh, considering how early they are in both the careers. But yeah, man, they're both definitely both ones for the future. Especially Daniel Garcia, he's a uh, he's outrageous. Look, he is, man. He's, he, he's what he's twenty three, bro. He he's outrageous. The, the um the progress he's made this year, even though even it, he's always been very good in ring. Um, ever mm. since like the Indies, you know, like, ever since I imagine when AEW were first looking at him, he's always been very good in ring. Um, you would always hear like every now and again about the, you know, an Indian match here and there that he would have, but it'd be great, and you'd check it out, and it would be. And obviously in AEW, you know, we came into AEW and. You know, he's he's been put in a lot of high profile matches and people yeah. who were unaware of him were kind of questioning it, like, you know, who's this skinny kid from Buffalo sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it, it's fair when you kind of get, you know, someone thrown at you on TV like that. Yeah. It's a big spot and it's cool to see that Tony's kind of stuck with the Garcia, like, push and progression over the uh, year or so. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, this didn't this this 
what happened last night obviously isn't the end of the you know the no. emergence of Daniel Garcia, but it's a very significant step that he was able to take. Um, but yeah, man, he, he's brilliant. He's genuinely like in the conversation for best wrestler under the age of twenty four. To be honest, uh, absolutely. And and I think I you know personally, one of my favorite things about wrestling is seeing young wrestlers actively improving and getting over yeah. and raising their level and stuff it, it's really like satisfying His promos and everything the way he carries himself um the jericho appreciation society stuff is i genuinely think not jericho you know taking it under taking him under his wing mentoring him whatever you want to call it just working mm. with him i think a lot of positives have uh came of that definitely because like i said the the genuine it's not just because he's getting more high-profile high matches and getting wins against people like Brian Danielson. He's genuinely getting better in-ring promos, the way that he carries himself, everything. He's he's just getting better at a very very impressive rate. So yeah, yeah, and, and so that's that's why I say shout out to him. Um, he, one thing I want to say about when it comes to pushing young wrestlers, um, you know, you're not gonna make a start overnight most most times. You are not going to make them big ratings draws overnight. And so, yeah, and, and the Dynamite quarter hours are even after tonight. Yeah, like, Yuta Garcia on a Dynamite to main event the show, there are going to be a number of people that turn the show off. That yeah. shouldn't discourage you from halting the pushes of these people. Because, you know, at some point, you have to, sp you have to spend money to make money. You have to invest. And, and so that takes a sacrificing. You know, and, and so you have to educate the audience that these guys are players that are going to be here for years to come and that they're viable and they're important. And you try to mitigate maybe any losses or damages in terms of ratings or things like that by involving key people, which they have been doing, like Chris Jericho. You know, the fact that a, a guy of Chris Jericho's stature is co-signing Garcia and fighting over him with Brian Danielson, one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. That's a big. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that's really that's big for them. And so, yeah, again. You know, you, you make those sacrifices, you 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 do what you do with these guys with the realization that, you know, yeah, you know, some people are going to say, who the hell is this guy? He's not a star, you know, but but the hope is that, you know, after a year, they are stars. Um, and yeah, so no, I support, no. I support the movement. I support the movement. And, and, and in general, there are a lot of wrestlers right now that are really promising in their 20s, whether it's Yuta, whether it's Garcia, whether it's Ali Moriarty, who I would like to see kind of re-enter back more in the Lee. hole. Yeah. I, I want to see more Lee. Whether it's oh, it's sad, bro. It's sad because Danielson's promo, he mentioned he Lee Moriarty, Daniel Garcia, mm -hmm. and Willie Yuta. Look at the shit that Willie Yuta and Daniel Garcia has been doing since that promo. We definitely need to get Lee and, back on track. And now my nigga, my nigga Lee Moriarty, what did he bro? He he dyed his hair like Frank Ocean. He running <laughs> around with Ethan Page, bro. Come on, bro. You know, you know, know my suggestion, Monty is you know, Garcia clearly found his 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 guy with Yuta, a guy to work with repeatedly that has great matches. Mm -hmm. uh, what we saw of Lee Moriarty and Dante Martin was very, very encouraging. And I think they should go back to that in-ring dynamic. I know they have him as a part of this Stokely group. Frankly, all Lee really needs is Stokely um, for his specific segments. And if they were to put him in with guys that he has mm -hmm. chemistry with, whether it's a Seidel or uh, um, uh, a Dante Martin, I think they should just do that and revisit that and, and reheat him yeah. up. Because I again, wish it, Loki, I wish it was just Stoke, Lee, and fucking Big Cass. I I was I always was just Stoke and Lee. I know I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying yeah. like give 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 uh give uh Lee a fucking heater. You know what I mean? I don't even if want you wanna, that. If you want to add people to the stable, just give him a heater. 
that's it. None of this tag team bullshit. Like, yeah. it is. We'll see where it goes. But again, it's, it's something. Either way, we just want to see something. You know. Yeah, yeah. Know. So again, those three guys: Yuya Uemura, you know, Braun Breaker. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Yuya is awesome. There's so many guys in their twenties right now that like, I can. Tyler Bate, oh my God, he's twenty five. He's twenty five. This nigga, this nigga, Young Niang said, "Brother Ao is an agenda free league." You know what, yo, Young Niang, that's why our NXT Black and Gold is dead, bro. Rest in peace to that shitty ass brand. I'm happy <laughs> oh. it's dead, nigga. Oh my God, oh, I'm happy man. it's dead. The, the, the feud of the year, Big Ao versus Young Niang. We need Young Niang on the podcast. No, 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 no. Because the thing is, me, me and Young Niang never going feud. Because at what? the end of the day, me and him going to be on your ass, bro. You're going to think, you like, sure you are? finally, you these know? two niggas about to beef. Nah, nigga, yeah. we just about to Yo, jump let's, through. Uh, yeah, let's, yeah. Let, let's, uh, we'll flow through some last super chats. And sure, yeah, 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 before we wrap up. Yeah. So, uh, some of them are pretty old, because uh, some of them oh, are kind man. of things that I think we can kind of elaborate a little bit on. Okay. Not too much. Okay. Hangman. Uh, right. Pro Wrestling Podcast, $5. Thank you. Uh, Pipe Bomb was a work, but was still Punk's grievances towards WWE. Why is that considered dope, but the scrum isn't? He's always been outspoken. The, the shortest answer is at WWE, we're seen as the heels, and the elite and AEW are not seen as heels. That is probably the best. Quicker. Obviously, it's a lot more layered, yeah. but uh, yeah. that is genuinely like, the WWE long and short People doing bad things. The elite are presented as good people doing good things that didn't deserve what they got. Samuel Samuel Williams, these people personally, but that's how it's presented. Yeah, so Samuel Williams, 499. Hangman has been in wrestling for over 10 years. He doesn't have to listen to anyone. I um, very strongly disagree. And it's not because it's Hangman. It could be anyone and it could be any amount of time. You can always learn and listen. Brian Danielson literally said last year in an interview when he was in AEW that uh, he thought his, you know, his mentality for wrestling was perfect, and then he went to AEW, and he says that he feels like he's learning every week. Yeah, that's fucking wrestling. Brian Danielson. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Tiger Style Pro, who does the great edits on Twitter. Uh, yeah, Punk, Punk is probably the reason I like wrestling as much as I do, but the Elite are the reason I'm still a wrestling fan. So right now, with love, fuck that motherfucker. Talk that, <laughs> King. Uh, talk that shit, Tiger Style. Yeah, Julian. Um. This, this just popped me in the chat. Um, we may not agree on everything on this podcast or in the chat, but we all love wrestling, and I respect that part. Absolutely. He's a great subscriber. Uh, our Thank you so much. Wrestling podcast. And you. Um, the final one, unless I've missed any extra one, this one is for Alexia specifically. Wow. Um, okay. From Bam, $5. Alexia, what do you want? What Alexia, what do you want from the women's division in AEW? As Tony said, it's going to change things with them. Thank you, Monty, for sharing, starting all this. Okay. Uh, so for me, I'm probably going to, like, same thing with Anna. I personally would like to see less of Dr. The dentist. Britt Baker, the dentist. I personally believe, like, there are, like, like the AEW women's division is pretty strong. Um, sometimes the booking is not like all there, but I feel like it's just like all together. Um, like the same thing, how like Brian worked with Jade and stuff, like just getting more training and helping them like mm -hmm. actually one-on-one, -on -one, like, you know, not just be like, oh yeah, sandbag. Oh yeah, this, like, I feel like that's kind of overused and tired. I would like to see less of that. <laughs> um, 
sorry, I got distracted. Um, and just, you know, I kind of, I guess, like, I, I do kind of, like, appreciate or, like, like the fact that, you know, it's their, I guess, because of, like, the peer pressure on Twitter or whatever, where it's like, oh, yeah, not enough women, people complaining about it and stuff, like, that it's finally starting to be like, okay, maybe we should, like, you know, prioritize just, like, even if it's, like, um, one or two, like, matches and stuff, like, I would like to see just more, no more DMD. Yeah. Thank you, Anna. <laughs> So aggressive. Anna's so aggressive whenever uh, whenever Britt Baker gets brought up. But yeah, no, Anna's, Anna's I have, amazing. I have Anna, documents. Oh that, my god! You know, stop. We, 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 Britt Baker, you are a fucking nice. Of my good friend, uh, Ayo's edible beats needs to be a thing that we uh, that we buy. And she you, tells me frequently how much she loves the doctor. And I said I was never going to say anything about it, but you know what? I don't really like the vibe of this podcast going on right now. Niggas ain't put me over enough, hangman. Niggas, you don't you don't be you don't be congratulating me enough for my fucking um contributions to this pod. I appreciate all your contributions. Yellow bastard. I don't like the face. I don't like the faces you be making every time I got something important to say, bro. I don't like that shit. So you know what? I'm about to burn all this shit down. I'm leaking the DMs. Anna, you secretly a DMD stand. Oh fucking Alexia, you said you don't even like Kyle Fletcher like that. Oh, no. Israel said, "Big AO is my goal." Thank you, Israel. I love you. Queen. Oh my God! Winter was in the chat earlier. I'm not sure if she's still here. Winter, I love you. What I do? Y'all, Winter, we love you and appreciate you. And I'm everyone. Sure appears down, bro. It's over. No more podcasts. <laughs> everyone, you know, because uh, because we've got a uh, we've got a diva currently currently going off right now. Uh, you know, show, show, show I owe some love in the chat, you know. Yeah, show so, it, 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 show it, some appreciation for, 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 for yeah. Yeah. Yo, yo, um, I'm about to ask someone of the yo, Lil Smoke, Lil Smoke, are you friends with uh, are you friends with Hollywood Hangman Adam Pierce? Big AO is the mox of this show, that's it. I'm the mox of the show. Mm. <laughs> Come on. Mm. <laughs> Come on. Acknowledge AO. <laughs> oh, oh, this one's nasty. Let's see. AO Punk. AO Punk is nasty. Yeah. He's opinionated. AO Flower Flower. Peach. Big AO Season Fire Emoji. Oh, well, another nasty one. AO acting like CM Punk. That's crazy. <laughs> I agree, Anna. Uh, quick, quick side note. Um, Anna is... Uh, we really appreciate the month a little, a little over a month or so of contributions that Anna was able to provide for Russell Pierce. Uh, it was it was really, really special, and I appreciate it. And she added such a nice new dynamic to the podcast. Um, we're not going to be able to see her as much uh, for the time being, but she's still so supportive. And uh, we appreciate what she's brought to the podcast. And I just kind of wanted to give her her flowers because... Yeah, um, everyone, heart emojis in the chat. The way that you, the way that you like, yeah. Unfortunately, I had to, I had to put my foot down. The the late Anna suspended. It was a wonderful. Um, (laughs) she's stripped from her responsibilities. Oh my god, video Russell Pierce, Anna Pierce. Um, That yo, that that should be a name of 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 a side podcast. Anna Pierce. Anna Pierce. Yes. Yeah. Right. We're gonna do Anna again. And a goon. And a goon. Yes. That's funny. Yo, real quick. Yo, I realized what, what you guys meant. It's super obvious that, that Tony Khan was shouting out Jim Cornette. Yo. 
Yeah, he, he cap it. He cap it. Yo, can the, someone uh, read the? Can somebody read the? Okay, okay, I don't. Okay, I don't okay, know okay, what's okay, going okay, on. Ayo, he said real quick. Do you do you know what what Cornet, the name of Cornet's two podcasts are? Ayo, they are the they are Cornet's drive through and the Jim Cornet Experience. Uh-huh. So this is this is the and, and you know the, what the main event of Rampage is, right? It's it, uh, it, it's uh, with Dax and uh, what's his face? Claudio. Yeah. Claudio. So, so he so twenty tweeted tomorrow's lineup for Friday Night Rampage is a card that any wrestling fan would enjoy, no matter their in all capitalization experience. It'll be a great Friday night, whether you cook. Order in, watch your phone at a bar, or hit the drive through. <laughs> Don't miss Rampage on TNT this tomorrow night. <laughs> Yo, honestly, I love AW. Yo. I love I, I love AW. Thank you, Tony Khan, for, for making me still uh, an American wrestling fan because if AW didn't exist, I'd only be watching Nuge and a little bit of Noah. But like you are a nasty nigga, bro. The way that you suck Cornette's dick is disgusting. Oh you have to stop this, bro. You have to stop. <laughs> and like I said, bro, this this whole thing was a snowball effect. Like if he had a no nonsense a- approach with Cornette and his bullshit from the beginning, none of this would have ever happened, bro. The Dax shit wouldn't have had the FTR shit wouldn't have happened. The CM Punk shit wouldn't have ever happened. None of it. And now now here we are. So. And, <laughs> You can only blame one person for that, and that's Tony Khan. I uh, well, people are, people have made. I guess the last question I'm gonna say to you guys: um, people have made this like insinuation that you know maybe the elite don't like that, you know, and and, and that it's almost like a a vote of no confidence to what they provide to the company. Uh, the fact that he kind of like he he likes the elite obviously, but he also is kind of like, yeah, you, the guy that hates you really vocally, you know, I, I, I like him. You know, and uh, some people suggested straight up like with this situation and the co-signing and stuff like that, that maybe they should consider looking elsewhere. I know that's a that's They're a nightmare. Leave, but that's a, I would understand that. that actually cool, though, like how would how would you feel, Hangman? How would you feel? I would just have a conversation with Tony. How about you? You think they've never said anything to him about this? No, I don't think that. I, I I think I think I that I think that sometimes in wrestling and and certainly in AEW, there's times where people have things that they don't like that bother them. That they just kind of passively aggressively deal with and and just kind of ignore and to avoid an issue. I think they've never mentioned it. Like time. this is nasty, bro. We're not talking about we're not talking about oh they just bury them as wrestlers. Jim Cornette called Kenny Omega worse than Hitler. He called Kenny <laughs> I want Cornette arrested. Bro. I want him arrested. No, my God. Like, this is this is way beyond wrestling. And and and, and fucking. And and Dax and and TK just out here fucking spit shining his <laughs> shoes and shit. It's, it's nasty, bro. It's nasty. Tony went from booking for Dave to booking for Jim. That's crazy. Nasty, bro. But we are um, we got we gotta wrap this podcast. Yeah, up, we do. Bro. We do. Listen, Alexia did awesome in her first ever podcast appearance. I want everybody to once again show her her, her respect, her flowers, her praise because this was her debut, and she will certainly be back because she did awesome. Everyone in here, if you could leave chats and then leave a comment on the video when it ends. All interactions help us grow and provide feedback. This will literally keep me up at night. Yo, Isra is so on the ball. She's a professional. You know? She is a pro. She, she is knows, a queen. She knows her. Goes. She's going to take this to the to new She's just so... Thank you, Isra. Man. Thank you to Isra. <laughs> can we get can we get flowers and, and respect and W's in the chat for Isra, for Anna, for AO, for Monty? Uh, I thought this was a good podcast, and and I appreciate all you guys. You know, nah, but on some real, yeah, but like when the 
when the uh when it stops streaming, just com- leave a comment and shit. Yeah, shit on Hangman. Talk about how much AO just yeah. dunked all over Hangman in the comments. You know the usual <laughs> talking about, which is like any interactions will just help us. Like, I think you, I think you can leave whatever. a super like, thanks and shit like that as well. So, I think I don't know what that is. I know I know what super chats are, but apparently this thing's called super chant, super, super thanks for something. Can you tell me? Pardon. You say Yo, but, um, I need, um, um, like I've been saying, I've been, um, I'm trying to start a Twitch, right? And I've been working on Streamlabs, and it's not going great, bro. I don't know what I'm doing. So if you know how to work, you work Streamlabs, help me out. I'll pay you. You, you know, stream your shit. Is, what are you, you doing? Know what? Use, use Streamyard. <laughs> oh, use what I'm on now. Use what we're on right now. I can now. use that for. I can use that for uh Twitch. Yeah. But it's like it's like the widgets and shit that's not working for me. Like I'll set up a widget and it'll be like some so and so donated, right? And then I'll make a dummy account and I'll donate to myself and it just doesn't pop up. So if you know how to use that shit, help me out. Hmm. I'll pay you. I don't care. Just Streamlabs is easier for newer people. If you know what you're doing, DM me my 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 ads here. Help helping to get out, bro. Twitch is gonna be mad fun. We just talk about how much we hate AO. I mean, not AO. Uh, <laughs> all day, we fucking love AO. Yeah, Alexia, have you got anything? Anna, you oh. said I was a DMV merchant. I... Anna, I'm so sorry. It's, it's the edibles that did that to me, Queen. I know you would never support that fiend DMV. <laughs> Alexia, you, uh, you got anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Oh, and follow uh, me on Twitter. And also help me out with this. Uh, Alexia, bro. Can you let me talk? I'm just The editor is it's destroying him. Like he is just he's not in on, on, on earth right now. I'm not. I know, I'm I can not. tell. Yeah, he's um, <laughs> I want to say thank you guys for having me. It was really a lot of fun. I guess this is like my first time doing like any sort of like podcast on any kind of platform and stuff, but um yeah, just follow me on Twitter if you want. You don't have to. You know, I don't, I guess. Yeah, but thank you, Monty and AO and Hangman, I guess, uh, for letting me come on here and talk to you guys. It was really a lot of fun. Yeah, man. We, uh, we've done two, two hours, 37 minutes. Uh, Hangman, you got any quick plugs you want to do before I, uh, before I get us out of there? Um, just follow me on Twitter at BackupHangman. Uh, it's been another Don't successful. Yeah, just follow me. It's been a, it's been another successful successful Russell Pierce podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just so good at this, man. Like, just my goodness. You know, oh, show me some, me some love in this bro, chat. Show me, get rid of him. <laughs> Do this, man. Yeah, you know, just show, show me some love in the chat. Show me some love in the chat. You know, I I put this whole thing together. I created your flowers and tomatoes in the chat. I, uh, I brought I brought I brought this amazing women's division over to the podcast. Uh, and, and I created this platform, so I, I expect some respect and love in the chat for, for doing all these things. Um, Greg with the tomatoes, <laughs> Damien with the tomatoes, <laughs> Young with the tomatoes. Oh my god, <laughs> thank Boo. you guys. Boo back of hanging. It's became MJF without even realizing it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, incre- it's incredible. <laughs> like, it's oh, top here in the territory. It's just, it just, it just no, works, Josh you know? Allen, trick y'all. Two interceptions oh, already. Oh, no. Listen, thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, man. Uh, Thank 
let me let me get let's get yeah. out of here. Let me, yeah. <laughs> let, let me close the door. Uh, like, subscribe. Appreciate all the super chats, um, especially Oliver for his forty nine ninety nine one. Um, Yo, thank you so much for that. Thank bro. you, Oliver. That was uh, really sweet shout of you. out Big AO as always, um, and bringing over his big fan base as he always does. Shout out Hangman for getting the shit kicked out of him like he always <laughs> does, and uh, of course shout out Alexia for having a great debut. Um, most of us. This is all our first like podcast appearances, like on this channel. Like none of us are professionals or anything. I'm sure that's yeah. pretty obvious, but you know we uh, <laughs> we try and we just pop ourselves. And you yeah, know, you guys, right. you guys come along and you pop with us in the live chat and on Twitter and on Spaces and stuff. And you know, we massively appreciate it. We do, and um, you know, follow follow us on Twitter at WrestlePurist, uh, com. Uh, check out a feature. I've got a new feature dropping tomorrow on Moxie's promo, which I'm quite excited to drop. But um, yeah, man, the same stuff as usual. Like, subscribe, follow us, etc., etc. And um, yeah, man, peace.